you will. You can be all the things you always wanted to be. Beautiful, sexy, easiest one, two, three. That's some good shit right there. It is Saturday night, uh, a little late for the old talking movies, but this is THT, the hot tag talking movies, and we are going to be talking coming to America by we, I mean me, Boxman, and Anthony. What up, bro? What's going on, man? Same shit, man. Different day. Long day. Long day. Hot day. <laughs> That's uh, it, it's hot. It's hot. it was hot here. It was like uh, in the it's actually only eighty five here. Was it hotter there? Uh, well, at least to me because uh, we're about eighty. We're about eighty one, eighty five. That range. Oh, that ain't so bad, man. Well, that's because you're from Texas, though. <laughs> yeah, eighty five is like comfortable weather for you. Eighty five. We're out doing everything we can before it gets ninety five. Like, is there ever like a cool season in Texas? Oh, yeah, we have winter, ice and snow and shit, yeah. Wow, for some reason I can't picture snowing in Texas. (laughs) Yeah, it snows, ice, the ice here gets fucking horrible for some reason. Ice, tons and tons of fucking ice, dude. That's what we get, ice storms. That shit happened in fucking like April once. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's April. Yeah, man, the weather here has been funky for some reason. We were getting snow in late April, rain in May. It was just our April showers got pushed up to May. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've we, we've actually we had a lot of rain this week. Shitload of fucking rain this week, actually. Rain every it rained yesterday. I mean, every day I wanted to mow the fucking lawn, it it was raining, and then you know you wake up the next morning, the lawn's grown five fucking inches. Yeah, been dep- yeah, we had yeah, we had a week like that a couple weeks ago where it literally rained all week. Matter of fact, it was last week. Just rained every freaking day. Uh, we got it this. Yeah, we got it this week. Just rain, 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 sun, and then by the you know it'd be sunny for an hour. I can't mow my lawn in a fucking hour. I've tried. Doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to mow a wet lawn is not a good time. <laughs> no, no, and you know basically I had to do it. I just waited till it got. You know, I went out there at like seven thirty, knocked out the front yard, and next night I knocked out the backyard. Only way to do it, man. Def, def. Knocked it out, though. All right. All right. Enough of my lawn mowing escapades. <laughs> we should <laughs> should probably get to this goddamn fucking movie. 
Yes. Coming to America, 1988. Yes, God yes. Damn, I feel old. Yes, a lot, of, yeah, a lot of us had those moments this week. I mean, we're talking about a movie, uh, 1988, coming to America. Yesterday, uh, not to go off on a wrestling tangent, was the 20-year anniversary of uh, Scott Hall showing up on Nitro. Yeah, I saw that, man. That's cool, too. I, that, that really made me feel But this right here makes me feel old. You know why? Oh, yeah, because you were old enough to see it, and yeah, I was well, barely a pop. I, was, I was 13 when this movie came out. Did you see it in the theaters? Uh, no, this was rated R. I still would have had to go. I've I've seen it many times since, but no, I did not see this in the theaters at all. Uh. <laughs> no, this was one of the. I mean, I I believe I we rented this, and I I remember sitting with my dad watching it. So I believe we rented it. You know, back when I believe we rented it on Beta. Wow, <laughs> might have been Betamax <laughs> back then. Wow. <laughs> For you youngins out there, those are the super big uh, VHS tapes. <laughs> no, they were smaller. They were smaller? That's why everyone thought Beta was going to make it. They were smaller tapes. Problem was, they didn't hold uh, you know, as much as the VHS tapes. And people uh -huh. wanted more to record. So that's what really killed Beta, is you couldn't get the time on them. I mean, I'm sure over time they would have figured it out, but... You know, yeah, yeah, that's that's what happened to Beta. And dude, my, I, I, we had Betas because my dad did the packaging for Betas back in the wow. day. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There was a company in North Carolina that was actually, you know, making them, manufacturing them, and selling them. And yep, eventually they jumped over and started making VHS. <laughs> now, now, I guess you know while we're on the subject of this, this is '88. Did they have laser discs around back then? Because I know they came out like around the early '90s. Mm. Were they around in the late '80s too? Well, they basically were basically like uh, record sized uh, DVDs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a. I, I had a laser disc player actually. I I did for a long time, dude. I had a mini disc player. I fell into that too. Yeah, that actually blows my mind that we essentially had a version of DVDs in like the late eighties, early nineties. It really does. Laser disc. When did laser disc come out? Great fucking question, dude. I'm curious now. I'm going to the old wiki, wiki, wiki. Hmm, history, design, branding. I don't want the fucking branding. Where the fuck? Laserdisc. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Talking about VHS and Betamax. Looks like it was actually first licensed, sold, and marketed as Disco Vision in 1978. Wow. Yes, sir. Wow. So, folks, <laughs> we essentially had a version of DVDs as late as 1978. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Wow. It, that's really what it was. It was a large DVD. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. People, I mean, but you know, they didn't start renting until it says you know the like the nineties is when they started renting them and stuff. But wow. Man, I I did have a laser disc. I got it from a uh, a yard sale for like five bucks. And wow. uh, for another like ten bucks, he gave me like I think I had twenty movies in there. Wow, I remember. And it I still had, works for you. I had no, no, I don't have it anymore. I had Sleepwalkers. I had Christmas. Uh, Christmas Vacation was in there. Wow. Uh God, I can't remember some. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was in there. Wow. Wow. Uh, I wish I had kept them. Now they'd probably be worth a little something by now. 
Yeah. Then I've I've never actually seen or watched one of these things, but uh, how did they work? Was it just a movie on there, or did they have like commentary, special features? How did it work? I don't think it had any special features. I think it was just the movie, and that was it. And how was the quality on it? Was it like crystal clear? Quality was pretty good. It was decent. I mean, the TV so it was still like VHS tracking issues. Well, yeah, I remember the TVs back then were, you know, uh, you know, it was the regular coax TVs, so quality wasn't a huge issue with the coax TVs. Everything looked about the same on those coax TVs, those old, you know, big tube TVs. Yeah, yeah. Now you can tell a difference. I mean. It's a big difference now. You can definitely see it. I mean, I put a fucking, you know, SD movie on my, you know, smart TV out there, and it looks like shit. I put an HD movie on there, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm even noticing a difference, because even though I guess I'm not old, that old, but I feel like I'm getting up there. Just the to, just to transition from VHS to DVD to now Blu-ray, you can trust me, folks. I mean, it, they say you can't notice, you can notice a difference. <laughs> I think DVD and Blu-ray, you can definitely see a difference. Yeah. Yeah, you can. It's it's definitely crisper, clearer. The colors are a little more saturated. Yeah. I see. Even, just, even just playing like a standard DVD on your Blu-ray player mm-hmm. improves the quality. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. It's it's definitely... You can see a difference now. It's It's the TVs. Because like I said, on those old tube TVs, you know, it was either grainy or this looks good. Yeah, there was no. This looks amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody remember the the struggle with uh when you play, play the VHS, always had to hit that damn tracking button. <laughs> oh, especially if it was something you watched with regularity, like with my old wrestling tapes. After a certain point, they would get onion thin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you would go, uh, you would do that, and then you would um eventually you'd be recording something, and the, you know it would just be so bad that. You'd miss the whole show. It was all grainy, and you know it, yeah. it'd, it'd be talking slow in parts, and you'd be yeah. like, "Oh yeah. fuck!" <laughs> yes, we yes people. We actually had to set VCRs to record shows. You actually had to push buttons. Yeah, yeah, you had to get up and do it a lot of times. Yeah, because you couldn't see those little fucking LCD displays. Yeah, and uh, I mean, and I'm not even I'm not even trying to joke here, Box. You probably are familiar with this. You, uh, I guess when you was coming up, they didn't always have remote controls. You actually had to manually change the channel. Um, pretty much, but we had the old. Uh, here, I'm gonna go real old school. It was a little. It almost. It it, it was about half the size of a, a normal keyboard, and it plugged into the cable box, and it it was a corded remote. Ah, so you just and you pushed buttons. That was like the most high tech I remember as a little kid. Wow, you know, until we started seeing remotes, and you know, now you can get. I mean, I have a universal. I have one of those Logitech universal remotes. Yeah, that thing's badass, dude. I can control anything with that. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, I don't regret the time that I came up in, but the, the kids coming up today, they got so many advantages that they don't even understand. Yeah. Oh. DVR. <laughs> I know. You know, my son was freaking out because he had no internet a few weeks ago, and I'm like, you have no clue of the struggles <laughs> I went through. You want me to even... You, do you want to know struggles? Let me talk to you about cassette tapes, okay? Cassette yeah. tapes. 
All right? Yeah. yeah. I would want to listen to a song. I would go play the song. They would get grinded up in the damn tape player. I would take it out. Oh, I would oh, take oh, it out. Man, I would have to grind it with my finger. God forbid it broke. I'd be sitting there like a little elf trying to put the fucker back together with goddamn Scott fucking tape. Yeah, yeah. You want to know struggle? No internet. Wah. <laughs> you taking me back, man. <laughs> I hadn't had many a tape ate up, man. It's like, oh yeah, you had to, me. I had to like use like sometimes I had to use like a pen or a fucking needle to just rewind it. Yeah, good. Point. I actually had to manually do that to oh, yeah. rewind it because I didn't trust my uh, <laughs> boombox to rewind. Otherwise, you'll hear that. Yeah, up your tape. Yeah, yeah. The fucking it, Millie Vanilli's your tape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I always found uh, uh needle nose pliers were good for doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those and popsicle sticks. This is actually making me miss Walkmans. <laughs> remember those? <laughs> Hell yes, I remember those. I remember fucking, what, second grade jamming like Bon Jovi. <coughs> fucking Motley Crue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so old. Oh, all right. I guess we need to get to this movie before I fucking keel over. <laughs> of, yeah. of of old age. Well, You're young at heart. There you go. We so. are talk, we were talking about coming to America. Eddie Murphy and his best friend in the world, Arsenio Hall. Uh, a lot of other people in this movie. Yeah, John Amos. He's been in a few movies, and he was in some TV shows. Uh, who else is, was big in this one? Um, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Louis Anderson had a little part as a fry cook in this movie. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel Jackson. I think this might have been like the first actual movie he had a part in. Yep. Uh, Eric LaSalle. People might know him from ER. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you're going way off. I don't even know where you are. Well, what the hell, man? Who the hell is he? Oh, there he is. Okay. He was uh, the Soul Glow uh, spokesman. I, yeah. He, he was Daryl. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and believe it or not, we had a very, he had a very small bit part. It was a non-speaking role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. was in this movie. Yes. Now, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. He actually did have a speaking role, but it was so bad, it was cut out of the movie. And all that was shown was him smiling, and that was it. Not one <laughs> word. But he did actually have a speaking part in that movie that never, uh... Never came to fruition, as the uh, as the kids say, I believe. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So he definitely did have a small part, but it was uh, he did have some speaking. But according to him, it was just that bad. He was he was talking about it on, on uh, Opie and Jimmy a few weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, it's on the uh, Opie and Jimmy podcast. If you want to go to check out the uh, O and J podcast. Cool. Right on there. Now, basically, I guess we should kind of get to the beginning where Eddie Murphy is a prince. Yes. The prince of Zamunda. Zamunda, and he's a very pampered prince, I might say. Very, very. I mean, pampered. It's not even a word, I mean. (laughs) I mean, please, when someone says this to you. The royal penis is clean, your highness. You know you're pampered. Take notes, ladies. <laughs> the royal penis is clean, your highness. I would like to hear that every morning. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. Hey. Oh, hopefully she cleaned with her mouth. Yes. He had wipers. <laughs> he had ass wipers. He had women that literally would throw roses at his feet as he took a single step. Yeah. People brushed his teeth. It, it, I mean, man. Yeah. I'd, uh, yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Honestly, watching this movie, you kind of you might it makes you kind of depressed about your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could definitely do this. I, I definitely could do this. Yeah, yeah. I could now, at the beginning of the movie, you kind he's kind of like a uh, tortured soul because uh, there's one point where he's having dinner, and I got to point this out. He's having dinner with his uh, parents, and it's this really long ass table to the point where they're calling each other back and forth because <laughs> they can't they can't even. Uh, that's a, that kind of money is ridiculous. Yeah, that's fuck you money. <laughs> that's Virgil don't know about fuck. This is fuck you money. <laughs> that's that's fuck you and your homies money. <laughs> that's fuck. That's fuck everybody money right there. Yes. Now, the country we just mentioned, Zamunda, which is that 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 is the name of it, right? Zamunda. Yeah, Zamunda. Uh, that actually, it's a fictional uh, African country, but. Uh, it was taken from a Richard Pryor routine where he referred to an African tribe as the you know the Zamunda tribe, and uh, of course Eddie Murphy, a giant, giant, giant Richard Pryor fan, uh, decided to grab it and use it. Yes, so he did. Good for Eddie, but uh, yeah, that was more obviously a tribute. He did as much as he could to help out Pryor. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So there, that's one little one. So, but, uh, he's being forced to be married. Yes. And, you know, it's not like they're having a marriage. She wasn't that bad of a, a, I mean, I don't know. I might have. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, uh, the woman he was going to be married to, uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway, who, in my opinion, still looks beautiful woman, still holds up very well. Really? Yes, very, very well. Nice. And then this might have been one of her uh, first performances, I believe, as well. Wow. A lot of people, like I said, there's a lot of people that go unnoticed in this movie. I don't, like Boxman, I don't know if you ever watched, uh, what's the show, a Jamie Foxx show? No, I never watched that one. Well, uh, one of the uh, flower girls, what's her name? Garcelle Beavis. I might be saying her last name wrong. She's actually in this movie. She was uh, basically Jamie Foxx's love interest on the show. The woman that he eventually wound up marrying on the show. Ah, all right, yeah. I've... Also, I guess, like I said, there's a lot of people, like you know, they really kind of either had like small bit parts, or even, or even in some cases, got their start in this movie. Ah, ooh, look, I just found this on uh, IMDb. Cuba Gooding Jr. shot a scene in which his character, a boy getting a haircut, tells Clarence that he doesn't have the money to pay for his haircut. Clarence Cuba responds by, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, Clarence the barber. Responds by cutting a chunk out of boys, the boy's hair, but to Co- uh, Gooding's disappointment, the scene was deleted. So that was actually what happened in that scene. Yeah, yeah. So he wow. he scalped him. Scalped him. Well, that's a, that's a lesson to you kids. Make sure you have some goddamn money when you go to the shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see. It actually says Cuba and um, Vondi Curtis Hall. Uh, Another guy. Yeah. Both. This was their first on-screen appearance in, in in film. So, look at that. Yeah, wow, it's amazing. It's pretty amazing. Time. Like I said, you know, looking back, 
when you can kind of like, like I said, obviously at the time when I saw it, you didn't really think much of it, but when you go back and you see other things and you go, oh, I recognize them from uh, coming to America. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, man. I mean, it's such an old movie, but yeah, I mean, some of these, a lot of these actors are still acting today. Yeah. Which they should be. That's yeah. It's their fucking job. Get out there, people. Come on. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know about you. One of the uh, standouts of the movie for me was John Amos. Cleo McDowell. Cleo McDowell. <laughs> the owner of McDowell. There we go. Jumping ahead a little bit. By the way, yeah, so uh, he's being forced to be married, finds out the girl doesn't, he's not very interested in the girl, obviously wants to, uh, breaks tradition, and goes to, where else? Queens, New York. Yes. Which I'm not fucking sure why, but anyway, it just fit the movie well. So anyway, um, and you know, we have failed to mention Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall play multiple characters in this movie, most in the barbershop and when they're doing the little scene with uh where they're meeting the women. Yeah. In the bar when Arsenio Yes. <laughs> Arsenio's hitting on himself in the bar. It's hilarious. That's freaking amazing. <laughs> this, 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 this really was a good fucking movie, man. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I always would, I, it, and it still holds up today. Yeah, it really does. I mean, you know, you know, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Eddie Murphy ruled the '80s, man. Like he made hit after hit after hit, and uh, this might have been, I would say, probably right up there in terms of finan- financial gain. One, it might have been one of his most successful movies ever. Check this stat out, box. This movie was made on a budget of thirty-nine million dollars. Yes, worldwide it grossed two hundred and eighty-eight million. Yeah, seven hundred fifty-two thousand three hundred and one dollars. Yeah, this was not a small movie. This was a big fucking movie. Big, and you know what? This was probably how many movies had Eddie done before this? Seriously, let me see. Let me click that old open link in our new tab button. And see how many movies Eddie had done before he had done this movie. Actor. Probably about three, four, Let's I want to say. This might have been his fourth. He had done 48 Hours, Trading Places, been on Saturday Night Live. Oh, wow. He had done a lot. Best Defense. Already did Beverly Hills Cop, Golden Child, Beverly Hills Cop 2, and then Coming to America. Wow. I thought this was an earlier movie for him. Yeah. yeah he wow. was like, literally, he was all over. Wow! Yeah, he did a lot before this one, two. You know, Saturday Night Live must. I guess you could count that as a movie. Three of them, four, five, six. Yeah, who's in seven things before this movie? And then blew up. Obviously, I mean, he's been in. My God, countless. I, I'm. I'm. Wouldn't even bore you with how many movies he's been in and voices he's done and. Yeah. You know, there's a new Beverly Hills Cop coming out. Yeah. Announced. I didn't know that, but yeah, there's a Beverly Hills Cop four announced. He's playing Axel again. Wow. And uh, I guess you know we should. I mean, I did want to bring this up, taking some notes like a professional. I'm trying <laughs> to be one. You. <laughs> uh, Eddie Murphy. This movie actually reunited Eddie Murphy with John Landis. John Landis is the guy that uh, directed him in uh, Trading Places. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you know about this, but there was actually some uh, beef between them five years later with this movie. Because actually, this is um, the coming to America concept was uh, conceived by Eddie Murphy, and he actually hired John Landis to uh, direct the movie. 
And, you know, uh, John Landis over the years has kind of said that they kind of like had some issues with this movie. And um, let me see here. Let me pull this up for a second. Oh, I see it right here, actually. I'm looking at it right here. I got a little piece of it here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, director John Landis, Eddie Murphy did not get along. Movie Murphy vowed to never work with Landis again. However, they did reconcile and work again when uh, Landis directed Beverly Hills Cop 3. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, that's one he could have said no to, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. That's probably one the. <laughs> but, uh, whatever. Then we wouldn't be getting this wonderful Beverly Hills Cop 4. I mean, who doesn't want to see Beverly Hills Cop 4? Yeah, but you I, know, I guess, you know, it's to be expected, you know. Oh, I'll watch it. Don't, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, just... Hey, Eddie Murphy to me, he's still he still might have that magic touch. I mean, he's you know just had he's a new father, yep. he's in his uh, mid fifties, uh, late fifties, so he might be able to pull off Axel Foley one more time. Yeah, oh, I definitely think he will. And you know, here's another weird fact in IMDb that the McDowell's restaurant was actually uh, the McDowell's restaurant is where he worked. Obviously, a play off of the uh, McDonald's restaurant. Yeah. Um, and uh, McDowell's was actually a Wendy's, and it was on Queens Boulevard. <laughs> Scheduled to be closed for renovation, although production had approval from McDonald's corporate headquarters, they apparently didn't pass the word down to local outlets. On the day the McDowell's <laughs> sign was put up, the manager of the McDonald's a half a mile down the road arrived with a lawyer and proceeded to take photographs while telling the set crew that they were going to be sued for everything they were worth. <laughs> yeah, so they basically had to get the word. And look. Here's another little interesting fact that I found out because I had bought the uh, DVD the other day. You know, they got the special features on there. That's awesome. A lot of interesting things. But I, I found out with the McDonald, McDonald's, yeah. the scene where uh, Samuel L. Jackson robs the band. I know I'm jumping ahead, but when That's he fun. robs the uh, McDonald's, uh-huh. uh, basically, McDonald's was cool with everything. Only thing is, when he robbed the bank, they said, don't have him put the money in a McDonald's bag. Have it be like a plain paper bag. That was like one of their only uh, requests. They didn't mind like the like tongue in cheek humor about it. They, like McDonald's apparently had a sense of humor about the situation. Yeah. But they said when he robs them, don't have him put it in like a McDonald's bag. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I just thought that was so random but awesome. <laughs> no, that's a great little tidbit to know about this movie because that and it makes sense. It does fucking make sense. It really does because that's that I don't know I just think that um just imagine this fucking lawyer coming I, I wish that God I wish they had fucking recorded that and used yeah. it that would have been great uh, that that's just funny though <laughs> but I guess that's like one of those middle management guys thinking they doing something trying to get brownie points yeah. and then once they get the uh, the once they get the call from the big boss say don't worry about it we got it under control <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> But I just thought that was hilarious. Somebody actually took the time to run up on there and take pictures, and you're going to get sued. <laughs> like Jerry McDevitt running up on somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's just fucking weird, man. Oh, God. I wish somebody had had some fun. I wish cell phones were be- around back then, because, you know, they would have had camera phones out. And <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. They I would have been out would've. there. on. <laughs> definitely fucking would have, man. So let's see where where uh, where were we where were we? Uh, we were talking about the move to uh, New York. Ah yes, I can't yeah, because uh, yeah I guess you know to give a little background a background he had basically approached his father and said uh, 
he wanted to uh, explore his options, and the father took that as he wanted to quote sow his royal oats. Awesome. So he sends him to New York. That's right, and of course he also tells him. Girl, you might I ought to put you on a plate. Wrong one. Talk about this, but I always assumed that you had sex with your bathers. I know I do. It's not. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and I. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the funny thing, like I said, this is just me, once again, the, the, the brilliance of Eddie Murphy. When he was giving his father the speech about, for once, I just want to bathe myself. Clean. No, I'm sorry. He said, I want to just brush my own teeth, go to the bathroom by myself. Yeah. The bathe means, no, actually, I prefer the bathing. <laughs> so he was cool with everything else. But he said, let me just keep the bathing. But let me do everything else by myself. Yeah, I'll take the bath, the, the bath goddammit. <laughs> Shit. Let's see. Uh, uh, that's one of those, like I said, nobody else might pick up on, but that to me, just, I cracked up every time I see that scene. Yeah, yeah, that that that. There's a lot of really fun. Like I said, that movie still holds up today, and I still laugh at, at tons of scenes in this fucking movie. Tons of them. Um, and uh, let's see, Eddie Murphy plays Akeem jo- Joffer. <laughs> I can't pronounce that fucking name. And. Uh, Arsenio plays his, uh, what what should we call him? Lo- loyal servant, Simi. Yep. <laughs> his loyal servant. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I wasn't sure how to put that to be PC or nice or whatever. <laughs> loyal servant. I like that. Loyal, loyal, loyal servant. Well, I, I guess, you know, in case the PC police is, let's just call him his uh, royal sidekick. That works. There we go. There we go. That's pretty much what he is anyway in most of Eddie's movies. Yeah, and uh, let me see. Uh, James Earl Jones plays uh, King Jaffe Joffer. Yeah, James Earl Jones. Let's face it. James Earl Jones is amazing in any movie he's in. Yes, this and is- uh, another tidbit. He actually originally wanted to be the uh, father of the movie. Yeah, he actually had to that- be talking to being the king. That really would not have been the same movie. It really wouldn't yeah. have been. This 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 would not have been the same movie if 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 the roles were reversed. Yeah, definitely. Just because like James Earl Jones, like you know he he has like that distinct voice that really kind of pulled off the you know that kind of can pull off like a role of royalty like this. He's got the voice of a king. Yeah. Which is why when you were watching fucking Lion King, you believe it again. Yeah. That's it. See. Yeah, and uh, let me see here. Uh... Eddie Murphy's mother in the movie Madge Sinclair is played by Queen Ayalon. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Rest in peace to her. She actually passed away in 1995. Yeah, wow. Wow, she was an older one. But, um, you know, another funny, I'm going to jump way ahead in this, in this and go to something that they reference in this movie. When him and Lisa are walking... Um, you know, oh, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> oh yeah, he uh, gives a bunch of money to uh, some guys. Those guys were actually the Duke brothers from Trading Places. Yes, and a lot, you know, a lot of people didn't didn't like pick up on that. And I'm like, how the fuck did you not pick up on that? And this proved to me that John Landis in 1990 and 1988 mm-hmm. had better continuity than the WWE has today. Because if you really think about it, that was a nice piece of uh, continuity. It was. It was. It was a cool little, 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 you know, callback to one of his movies that they had done together. But yeah, I, I didn't mean to jump ahead, but I always, I didn't want to forget to mention that scene. Yeah. So we can go back to it when we get to it. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I just didn't Al want Bellamy to and uh, Donna Maci. Rest in peace to both of those gentlemen. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, you know, he goes out. He meets Lisa. Played by uh, Cheryl Headley. Yep, at the McDowell's. Sherry Headley, I'm sorry. I still want yeah. to call it McDonald's, but it's McDowell's. Yes. And uh, <laughs> they end up, they end up, you know, she doesn't like him because she's in love with, with Daryl, the soul glow man. The soul glow guy. And uh, we should point out that uh, once he made the move to New York, uh, Eddie Murphy's character wanted to acclimate himself to the culture. Mm-hmm. And he basically renounced all his royal heritage, much to the dismay of Arsenio Hall's character, Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> I said he was pissed off. <laughs> I love when the when, when 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 Arsenio makes the room all nice and shit, and he gets the money and makes the room all pretty, and he comes down, and the manager comes up and goes, "Oh, y'all can take my room. It's a real shithole." Because <laughs> we need a fucked up. That'd be perfect. Oh, it was fucked up because he had brought Lisa back. He had basically gave it a sob story about you know. Is yeah. very poor. And he opens the door first. He sees the hot tub. Hey, yes. hey. He, don't he forget, like, <laughs> he was a lonely sheep herder. Oh, That's what he said. He was a lonely sheep herder <laughs> in order to keep his rich prince identity. But, you know, the, and, you know when they go to the, uh, the uh, what was it, the basketball game. Yeah. And, the, you know, he goes to the bathroom and the guy is bowing to him in the bathroom. <laughs> Where did you... Why is he bowing to you? Oh, I don't know. I just met him in the bathroom. Yeah. And he's bowing to you? Jesus Christ. You must suck a mean dick. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Eddie, in that scene that we just referenced with the hot tub, he was better than me. Because if, if I had something all lined up, because it, it was a good possibility that some things would have happened. And, and, and you know, you, you kind of mess, you throwing salt in the game. I would have choked the shit out of him if that if he had fucked it up for me at that moment. Yeah. Now, who played Lisa? The, the not Lisa. Lisa's sister in the movie. Uh blah, 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 blah. that's a good question. Um, Allison Dean. Allison Dean. Okay. Okay. That's she, her real name. I can't remember her name in the yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah, she she was a she was pretty pretty hot back then, dude. Yeah. Yeah, she was trying to get her some of Akeem. Yes. Akeem wasn't having it though. He wanted all that Lisa. All that fucking Lisa, but um, I don't know. I, 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 there's so many. God damn, how many more scenes in this movie can I think of? Oh, uh, oh, we. How can we forget? Um, I actually wanted to bring this up. Uh, Paul Bates. He was uh, what was his name in the movie? He was one of the servants. He was at the wedding. He sang the "She's Your Queen" to me. Sing it, and actually, that's how he got his part. That was not actually a line that was written in the original script. Mm-hmm. When he did his audition, he improvised that line. Wow! Here's so then, that's what they say. Hey, you got the part, <laughs> and because if you really think about it, it, it's a small part, but it's like it made the scene. Hmm. He took like a, a little indiscriminate part and made it special. It made it unique. So here's something. The instru- uh, th- That's awesome. Here's something. The instrumental song that we heard while Prince Akeem is having his royal penis cleaned was sampled into That's the Shit, performed by Snoop Dogg and R. Kelly in 2006. <laughs> That's awesome! Oh, Snoop Dogg's a bad motherfucker, dude. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Oh, oh God. That's funny. And Jesus Christ, Louis, Louis Anderson's character, Maurice, has a monologue at the McDowell's restaurant, that the one about the manager stuff, um, yeah. later be referenced in a 2005 song, Gold Digger, from Kanye West. That's wow, that's man! Good. A lot of there's a lot of fucking people that were turning this movie into a you know, getting some samples off of it. Yeah, and uh, I guess you know, uh, let me see. Another interesting factoid about this flick: it was the subject of a 1990 lawsuit. I don't know if you know about this one. No, please enlighten me on that. Okay, the film was the subject of the Buck the Buckwall versus Paramount civil suit, which was the humorous Art Buckwall. Followed in 1990 against the film's producers on the grounds that the film's idea was stolen from his 1982 script treatment about a rich, despotic African who comes to America for a state visit. Paramount had optioned the treatment from Buckwall, and John Landis was attached as director and Eddie Murphy as the lead. But after two years of development hell, Paramount abandoned the project in March 1985. In 1987, Paramount began working on Coming to America based on a story by Eddie Murphy. Buckwall won the breach of contract action and the court ordered monetary damages. The parties later settled the case out of court prior to an appeal going to trial. Landis said Buckwall's case was without merit going on to state. And this is a direct quote from John Landis. I preface this by saying that I don't know Art Buckwall and I have nothing against him. I should point out that for all of the media attention to that case, no one ever mentions Barry Balstein and David Sheffield, the men who actually wrote the script. Every movie I have been involved with that was a big hit had people suing the studio saying it was their, saying it was their idea. We live in a very litigious society. Mind you, this was in the early 90s. Go figure. We've come far. people say that their, their lawsuit had no merit, yet it says they settled out of court. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> to continue this quick quote he says you can sue anybody for anything here it received much press attention because it was Art Buckwall he is an old east coast media darling the other lawsuits came from less famous people I remember on Animal House there were four or five lawsuits and Universal just settled them as that was cheaper than fighting and even prevailing oh, Art Buckwall is not only east coast he's also a newspaperman the press is going to take his side. The irony of that case is that the only people that his lawsuit benefited were Eddie Murphy and me because they forced Paramount to open their books. Shit, Art Buckwall was a fucking internet darling back then, huh? Wow. He was he was he was Daniel Bryan back in the day. But uh that that was a nice pickup right there. <laughs> the case had no merit, but they had to settle out of court. <laughs> I love when people say that uh, case had absolutely no merit. Uh, we settled out of court. Well, if they had no merit, why did you settle, dipshit? Well, I, well, I guess to be fair, you know, a lot of times these big studios and big corporations, rather than fight a case and drag it out and wind up spending more money in the long run, yeah, it's, just it's easier people. just to settle. But it's, I'm one of those people, if you know you're right, fight it. Ride it to the end. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But people are, you know, fucking, it's Hollywood, whatever. By the way, can we go ahead and just say right now, Arsenio Hall as the old preacher was amazing. Yes. The, absolutely. Here, one line. One line right here. Girl, you look so good, somebody ought to put you on a plate and sop you up with a biscuit. <laughs> put you on a plate and sop you up with a biscuit. Yep. And that role was actually inspired by uh, Al Sharpton. 
Yes. I don't know if you got that Al Sharpton vibe from him with the uh, hair and. And by the way, you can say what you want, but uh, Big E is uh, imitating Arsenio Hall, imitating the preacher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know. I know he has. I know his daddy's a preacher, but clearly they grew up watching Coming to America at some point. <laughs> yes, at some point they had to. They had to. Well, I mean, they make all kinds of weird references anyway. They're 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 old school. Yeah. But yeah, him him in that role was amazing. That that whole scene was amazing. And you know, by the way, we're uh, just so you guys know, we're gonna play a little bit of uh, at the end of the show. We'll play a little bit of uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, and Sexual Chocolate, the band. Just so y'all can hear some sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. That's right. I, like I said before the show, man, I'm still wondering if that's where Mark Henry got his name. Would not surprise me. I, I'm wondering if, if from the band coming to America. That, that I don't know. He might have, he might not. I, I could see it. I mean, Jesus Christ, Booker T got his fucking catchphrase from the Warriors movie. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. God bless Good. you. I was trying to mute, couldn't get to it in time. Still no problem. Thank you. Here's another random uh, factoid about the flick. Uh, Paramount canceled press screenings of the film after initial negative reactions to a press screening in New York. In New York? Hmm. Bro, New York loves movies about that. Hey, it's fucking New York. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because they went to Jamaica. New York don't like Jamaica. Maybe. And I mean Jamaica, New York. I don't mean Jamaica, Jamaica. <laughs> All right. I guess we should get back to this movie. You know, we were talking about Samuel Jackson. I actually have the clip of that part he was in. Oh, yes. We have to play that classic scene. Classic scene uh, sampled by Easy e back in the day on the song Nobody Move, by the way. If you remember that song. Yes. He did sample this part anybody move out blow your fucking head off what are you looking at buddy and then Eddie Murphy and Arsenio take that motherfucker out that was a great part that whole part was fucking awesome yes that whole part <laughs> you, you got a, a a glimpse into the future of what was to come with Samuel L. Jackson because clearly he has not cleaned up his language much since then <laughs> clearly motherfucker became part of his trademark repertoire <laughs> because I, I don't I, honestly I mean who I don't think you can name too many people that have made more money off of bad language than Samuel L. Jackson I think every movie he should be in should just have motherfucker in it like snakes on a motherfucking plane Rules of motherfucking engagement. Pulp motherfucking fiction. <laughs> can I think of any more? I'm sure I can. I wonder, like you're saying, like when he does the contract, like he like, hey, if y'all want me for this movie, I'm going to say, I need, I need this many quotes of this word, blah blah blah, and this is how much money I need to make. Triple. I, I wonder, I wonder if like they kind of like put that in the contract. Okay, Sam, we're going to need you to say this at least seventy eight times. You. Y'all want to pay me, Kurt. That's it. Triple motherfucking X. There you go. How many more movies? Yes. Good yeah, it, motherfucking I, fellas. How's that? Yeah. Call back to last week, bitches. Yeah. 
You know, the more movies we're doing, we're gonna we're gonna realize something. Samuel J. L. Jackson is in every fucking movie. Yes. You know, and if we start going to the '90s, we're gonna realize something else from like '88 to like '95. Yeah. Bill Paxton was in every movie, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, from Weird Science to Twister, Tombstone. I mean, trust me, you're gonna be like, oh my god, he was in everything, wasn't? He? Yes, he was. Him and Helen Hunt were in every fucking movie back then. Yeah. It's Where's like, Helen Hunt now? I don't know. Probably with Bill Paxton. Oh, all right. Where were we? <laughs> Jumping around everywhere, weren't we? Yeah. But yeah, like I guess in doing, like I said, in doing some research for the movie. In addition to like the cat, the casting, and the people, like you said, that uh, got that start in this movie or had like little bit parts that went on to bigger things, lawsuits. I didn't. I really was surprised at how much. Uh, controversy was around the movie in terms of like I said the lawsuit I mentioned and uh, Paramount canceling screenings because of the, I guess it got initially bad reviews I'm like wow this movie like I said is really uh, full of surprises and including yeah. I don't know if you knew this the uh, set designs for uh, Zumunda and the whole African tribe and the gear mm-hmm. the uh, designer I wish I could think of the woman's name She's actually like a, a Jewish woman from New York. <laughs> and John Landis' his wife. Oh, fuck. So, oh, and she basically said she went, she she did a lot of reading and a lot of research because she didn't want to uh, be culturally insensitive. So even back then, people were being PC about certain things. Eddie, would you mind wearing the tiger print? I think it looks wonderful on you. Oh, oh, you look great. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those little factoids that just kind of like blew my mind. <laughs> I wonder how she felt about Eddie playing the uh, Jewish guy in the uh, <laughs> in the barbershop. Oh, God. Hey, oh, that's another one. Yeah. That, whole, that, that, that honestly blew my mind, man. I, know, I thought that was, a, I thought that was a, you know, I was telling you before we went on air that uh, he may not be the very best impressionist, but he's up there because whenever Eddie Murphy plays a different character, he really kind of throws himself into the character because you know a lot of times whether it's martin or mm-hmm. some people that played like multiple characters they basically are playing themselves in makeup there, there really isn't too much difference yeah but like with this jewish character that a murphy i honestly when i first saw this movie i thought that was a complete honest to god real person yeah you know i just i don't know man i see a lot of these actors playing you know, women, and I, sometimes I think it's just an excuse for him to wear women's clothes and not get fucked with <laughs> for it. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but I, sometimes I think they're just trying to get away with some shit. So, Maybe. I don't know, man, but I, you know, one, one of the best scenes in this movie is that, uh, that Cassius Clay clip where oh. Eddie... And Arsenio, and you know, all, what's his um, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in there for this scene? Um, you want to play this 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 scene sure. real quick? Sure. I think it's only. Hold, let me check here. I've got one that's one twelve, one that's one thirty two. Let me take this one from four years ago. Pound for pound, Sugar Ray Robinson, the greatest fighter ever. Here we go. Oh come on, man! What about the blonde? Oh. Great boxer. You damn right. 
I suppose nobody in here ever heard of Cassius Clay. We got a point. Cassius Clay was a bad motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I ain't saying Clay ain't bad. I'm just saying I stopped liking Cassius Clay once he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. What kind of shit is that? Wait a second. Wait a second. A man has the right to change his name to whatever he wants to change it to. And if a man wants to be called Muhammad Ali, God damn it, this is a free country. You should respect his wishes and call the man Muhammad Ali. His mama named him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs> mama That's named right. him Clay. I say Clay. That's right. That's right. He's going to always be Clay to me. I don't give a fuck what chain name to. He is Clay. He Clay to me. I say Clay. Well, then you're a putz. The three of you. Three putzes. You should change the name outside from Mighty Shop to the Three Putzes. <laughs> now, I do want to point out real quick. I heard a hint of uh, Bruno San Martino in that uh, little impersonation he was doing there. Oh, the Jewish guy? Yeah. Had a little Bruno in there. You know, he brings that impression back in um, distinguished the the Distinguished Gentleman. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you. I don't know if you, you've seen or liked that movie. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, that's pretty I, underrated. That, that's uh, that's up there as a, one of my greater movies. I really like that movie with him. That's a really fucking good movie. Um, yeah, he 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 brings that impression back once or twice in that movie. So, yeah, that's great. The, the, that whole scene is just great. It you could really probably. Walk into most barbershops and hear that conversation going on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I like that one. That was hilarious. Oh, let's see. I got some of uh Oh, hold on here. Alright, hold on here. Give me one sec. Sure. Let me find this for him. He needs to find a black marker. I don't have one in close it. Oh, boy. I do not even want to know what he is creating. I is it don't, a masterpiece? I don't even want to know what he's building. Every time I go out, he, he builds weapons. Weird weapons. <clears throat> Too much Minecraft. <laughs> it's all the kid thinks about. Anyway, sorry about that little... No problem. Little interruption, but, you know, I got kids. What can I do? <laughs> Damn it, make me drop shit. Okay, there we go. All right, now, where were we? Now I'm all flustered. Uh, we were talking about the uh, barbershop scene. Oh, yeah, the uh, cash. Like I said, you could probably walk into most barbershops and hear somebody talking about that shit. That's some funny shit. Definitely. That is some funny shit. You know, well, it's just, and that's, by the way, the scene where Cuba Gooding Jr. is in there, and it's always funny to me that when Eddie Murphy is cutting Cuba Gooding Jr.'s hair, he's about six inches above his head. <laughs> Just the scissors are going. Yeah. Never fucking says a word. <laughs> Never can't believe. And, and it's funny, like it's it's almost funny because you know you know we were talking earlier how his scene got cut because it came off horribly. Yeah. Ten years later, the guy that pulled off the horrible line will actually wins a freaking Oscar. Go mm. figure. He must have learned something in those. T- he must have learned something from that experience. Yeah, he must have. Oh, it's his robotic. Okay, thank you. 
right. <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't have given him the marker. Obviously. <laughs> I guess he, uh, this is the part of the show we should mention. Uh, if you want to call in, you can call us at 469-206-4466, or you can Skype in, THT Podcast, or you can uh, join us in the chat, mix.com slash THT Podcast. Actually, I am on the wrong Skype, so tell you what, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back in about two minutes. No problem. All right. Give me one sec. I'll get us out of break here real fast. Be right back, guys. All right. And we're back. Back. Sorry about that. I forgot I was on the wrong Skype. So, now if you want to call in, Skype in THT, or call 469-206-4466. Ah, sorry about that. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, Anthony, you were saying? Uh, a theme throughout the movie, uh, Eddie Murphy's character works for the McDowell's. Mm-hmm. And obviously he develops a crush on his daughter, Lisa. Uh, but uh, Lisa's involved with the, uh, soul, <laughs> the soul Glow plant. And... Uh, the father, I won't say he didn't like Eddie Murphy's character, but he kind of treats him like the help. He kind of treats him like, eh, like a non-entity. Until he finds out that he's a prince. Who, in his word, the, the man has his own money. That's <laughs> one of my favorite. Literally. He's on so, the money. <laughs> yes. And it looks like we have a call. We got a, hey, Doug, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. How the hell you doing? Oh, we're doing, man. We, uh, what's going little- on, Doug? A little later than usual today, but uh, I, I had some issues I had to handle, so. But I'll tell you, I'm glad that you guys are doing uh, one of the Eddie Murphy movies, because I'll tell you, for the longest time, you know, going through the 80s and, you know, when Eddie Murphy actually had good movies, <laughs> this, this, this and uh, especially, like, the Beverly Hills Cop movies, these were being played a lot in my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, my dad was a huge Eddie Murphy fan. Right. Right. And and it got to the point where, where like, certain movies... I don't know if Coming to America was one of the movies, but there were certain lines in certain Eddie Murphy movies that my dad knew by heart. He had to have some Trading Places in there. Yeah, well, the Trading Places is another one that, you know, we oh. watched constantly when I was a kid. I love yeah. that movie. I do. That's where I've got, like, three clips on here from that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that actually, that you was crying like a pussy comes directly from Trading Places, <laughs> directly from that movie where he was in prison. That whole scene, I love that whole movie, man. Well, you know what? We, we're going to have to do that one night too because that movie is amazing. Yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely on the uh, itinerary. I mean, like I said, man, there's so many Eddie Murphy to me in the '80s, early '90s. Up, in, I'll give him up to like the early to mid '90s was to me the king of comedy in terms of like movies, man. He can't do no wrong in my eyes. And you know what? You can't blame the guy. He got a contract with Disney. Disney wants you to keep, obviously, you know, your nose clean. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say the movies he's making now are absolutely, you know, total shit. They're not great. They're not what he used to make. But shit, we got a fucking another another Beverly Hills Cop coming out. What do you want from the guy? I don't know. I'm, 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 I am an Eddie Murphy fan. I like. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll, I even like Metro, that movie he did with uh, Michael Rappaport. Yeah, I liked it. I like that movie. I mean, there's movies of it. I mean, 
you know, and let's not forget the guy probably made a hell of a living off those Shrek movies, dude. Oh shit! I mean, God, let's, let's, let's be. I mean, honestly, one one Shrek movie is prob- probably equal three or four Eddie Murphy movies from the eighties. Yeah. One Shrek movie, absolutely. Money wise, oh dude, yeah. he, he's he's he's. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you know what? You tell him he's fucking doing shitty movies. He's laughing all the way to the fucking bank. He, when he looks at his account, he don't care how shitty it is. <laughs> yeah, if you bitching to Eddie Murphy, you know what he gonna hit you with? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I used to do that a lot as a kid to laugh. <laughs> well, that... If you guys ever review the Beverly Hills Cop movies, I swear to God, I can just like my dad used to, just like my dad does. I can rehearse, like, especially Beverly Hills Cap 2, because that's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Beverly Hills Cap 1, I swear, uh, this is, one of these days I'm going to do this, and I'm probably going to get fired from my job for doing this, because I work outside. Uh, <laughs> Don't get but, fired, uh, man. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's why I haven't done it yet, because everybody knows how much I like the movie. But, you know, the scene of Beverly Hills Cop where he puts the banana in the tailpipe? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time a car almost fucking runs me over, well, when I first started uh, working at Target, that's what I did, was I would go in there and I would grab a thing of bananas. And I would ask somebody, I'm like, can I requisition these? And anybody that got to know me at work knows how much I like Beverly Hills Cop. And they're like, no. You know what you're gonna do. You mean you're not gonna fall for the banana of the tailpipe? <laughs> yeah. You've been hanging out with this dude too long, man. <laughs> so I'm like, look, I'm like, look, I, we don't have to requisition. I'll pay for them out of pocket. They're like, no, because we'll have you on camera and you're admitting to us that this is what you're gonna do. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well then, forget what I said. So you like the second Beverly Hills Cop better than the first? Well, the thing is, is I've seen the second Beverly Hills Cap more than the first one. I mean, first of all, you can never you can never really beat the original. True, yeah, you can. But but I think Beverly Hills Cap two. Right, here's the reason why I like that movie better is because Billy Rosewood, you know, obviously played by Judge Reinhold. Uh-huh. He really comes out of. I I think he really comes out of his shell, like in the second movie. Like he's a lot more goofier and crazier. Right. 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 Yeah, Axel. Yeah, Axel rubbed off on him. Definitely. Listen, I I I love the second one. I mean, and you know, in 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 you know, in people are oh, the sequels never just as good. I think the second one was definitely up there with the first one. I mean, it, 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 storyline wise, it was actually a little bit better. Yeah. You know, I know I'm kind of breaking out wrestling terms here. Okay, plot wise, how's that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll agree with that because, I mean, honestly, I think the first one, honestly, and once again, the first one is a classic. I'm not going to take anything away from it. But it was more or less Eddie Murphy riffing on people, riffing on different things and circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, the second one, he was like a, you know, but um, I, I like the, look, the second one had fucking, you know, Bridget Nielsen, who was at that time yeah, hot as hell, and Stallone's wife at that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, that pussy back when it was good <laughs> no. shit, you know? <laughs> I don't know where you guys stand, but uh, I actually think the uh, third one is underappreciated. I really enjoyed the third uh, Beverly right. Hills Cop. I'll admit, uh, I watched the third one last night. <laughs> I won't lie. I did watch the third one last night. I hate that the uh, his his boss dies in it. 
Yeah. Because there's no way he's going to be in sad. it. Yeah, that, that, that was horrible because you're like, damn, if there's another one, he ain't going to be in it. But the third one was ridiculous, yes, but it was, you know, I, I, I've already admitted how much I like some stupid movies. Yeah. So you know how it was to me. I didn't mind it. I actually had fun watching it. And yeah. like I said, I watched it last night. It was on cable and it was late and I yeah. didn't feel like watching any more yeah. Flashpoint, which I'm almost done with. And uh, I just turned it was on, so I said, "Fuck it, I'll watch it." It was like uh, it was like eight minutes into it. It was you know right. I actually put, turned turned it on right when he was uh, dying, and the uh, the guy was at. What, you want a coffee break? <laughs> Go get his ass. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's one of those things where they had pretty much ran through every conceivable like plot twist in the first two, and I guess they in order to get a third movie, I guess they had to give X some type of motivation. To really want to go after the bad guys, and it, it, it was fucked up because like the, the uh, I like the uh, dynamic between him and his boss. Like the boss was a hard ass, but he still like he kind of looked at Axel like like I guess like a son, <laughs> you know his little badass son that he he just wanted to smack the shit out of sometimes, but he loved him nonetheless. So it was kind of sad seeing him die like that because that was like a you kind of broke a crack character arc that uh, won't be able to be continued once they bring this new one back. Oh, he was a good cop, and that's how the the the, the guy looked at him like a good cop. You know, but I don't know. I mean, the the you know the 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 fourth one's going to be interesting. I can't. I actually can't wait to see the storyline and when it comes out. But <laughs> now, when you uh, bringing that up, I read somewhere because uh, I don't know if this was brought up like a couple weeks ago like, or a few weeks ago when you guys first did the show and you were talking about Beverly Hills Cop or whatever. But uh, um, I looked up uh, Beverly Hills Cop four, and it said that. Uh, it was supposed to come out this year, but it got pulled from the the release thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they said, for some reason, like it's, and they don't know when it's going to be released. Uh-oh. Uh oh. So the thing is, in obviously, you know, it's Beverly Hills Cap. It's you know movies that you know I grew up watching just because you know my dad was a huge fan, and then you know I became a huge fan of it. I don't know about a fourth one though. I think it's. It's got to, to me, it's almost like it's like 20 years too late. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll watch it when it comes out, but. No, and I, I, I definitely understand it. it is pretty late, but in a time right now where they're either remake, look, let's be, I, I'm going to be 100% honest here. Let's be thankful they're not just going to remake Beverly Hills Cop 1 with some, with like Jamie Foxx or something. Oh, yeah. You, you know yeah. what I mean? I would rather have a Beverly Hills Cop 4 than a new Beverly Hills Cop. Where they basically try to revamp it. Right. Yeah. And and you know what? That's probably – it would either be him or fucking Tracy Morgan that played it. Yeah. And I, I'm, Tracy no, Morgan would actually be good. I, it's, it's, you know it's what? Not I, can't, the same. I can't lie. I'd like Tracy Morgan. <laughs> it, it's just not the same. It, it would be like trying to redo uh, – Fuck! It'd be like trying to redo Die Hard with uh, freaking uh, Ben Affleck True. <laughs> playing Bruce Willis. Yeah, I mean, let, let's face it: the only movies you can really put new people in is the Bond movies. Yeah, and and you know, no one really gives a you know they, they've been around so long that yeah, you know, it's it's when you switch Bonds, you don't you don't even mind anymore. But you know, yeah, for this one right here, the, the, this is such a classic. I mean, iconic. This yeah. movie was so big. There was a song called Axel F. Yes. 
you know, what was that guy's Harold of uh, uh, Faultmeyer or Faltermeyer or Fickmeyer? What, what, I don't even know what his fucking name was. Harold something made that song. Yeah, the guy yeah. had a fucking song made after a character in a movie. When have you ever heard another song made after a character in a movie? Yeah. Ever. And, it, and it's iconic. Everybody knows that. Do, 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 yeah, do. holy shit, I was right. Fault, uh, Faltermeyer. Harold Faltermeyer. Yeah, God I mean, yeah, Hollywood just kind of like, if you can't get the original, then don't even bother. Like, Jesus Christ. I, I hope it's not true, but I hear a rumor. This is slightly off topic. But uh, right before he passed away, uh, Robin Williams was working on Mrs. Doubtfire 2. Now, word around the campfire is that they're going to continue on with the movie, Ugh. but they're going to recast it, which is complete horse shit. I just had to get that little rant out the no, way. No, it's no, fucking no, horse shit. Not mess with that. No, don't. Please don't mess with that. And you know what? I, 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 no, you can't. There's a lot of, you know, they're making a lot of movies now that they shouldn't be messing with, especially right now. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I, I hate to do it, but I'm going to bring up the Honeymooners. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, mean. I, I know, and you know, I'm not. No, I'm. I'm not trying to be. You know, oh, you know, I don't know they made the honeymooners and they brought a bunch. Of, no, that that's not. It didn't need to be remade into a movie. Number one. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> it, and and really, that's the main point. It just didn't need to be remade into a movie. But I mean, come, dude. I mean, they redid the vacation movies, and I haven't seen the new one. And but I, it's it's on my DVR. Yeah. It's, Has anyone seen the new Vacation? The new? Uh, no. I re- I refuse to watch it. You know, I'm kind of uh, there with you, and then I'm like, you know, I'm gonna break down and watch it. It might be funny. I like that guy. That's the guy from um, Jesus Christ. He was in that. Uh, he was in Eastbound and Down. He was in um, the Millers. God damn it! Who? Uh, he, he's Will Ferrell's Jason buddy. Sudeikis. Is that his name? <laughs> That's a guy from Where the Millers. Okay, yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I can't bring myself to watch it, but I kind of want to check it out. Look, do you know how long it took me to watch the new Footloose? <laughs> and then well, someone no. said, dude, that's Juliana Hoff. And I went, oh, she is this fucking hottest girl on the planet. I will watch for that. So I watched for that. And, you know, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. Um... What was the other movie that I just watched a while ago that was a remake? I can't even fucking think of it. This is what I mean. I can't think of fucking things from fucking two weeks ago, but I remember Har- Harold Faltmeyer from fucking 1988. That's the way I am with this stupid wrestling facts that I remember. You guys know that. Exactly. I can't remember. I can't remember something. I was at work today, and somebody asked me to do something, and after like three minutes, they just fucking forgot. <laughs> I clocked out. I clocked out, and I went home, and my. My supervisor's like, you know, you were supposed to bring me something. I'm like, whoops. I can't fucking remember. It's been like three minutes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't remember. You know, we, we, we did the show on Wednesday, and I don't know what the fuck happened on Raw, but. Yeah. You know. Bobby that's... Anthem in the chat likes the vacation movie. If you're listening, Bobby, call in. Put it over to us. Uh, maybe we can uh, review it for the. Uh, oh, good. At least someone liked the movie. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. And I really wish I could think of the goddamn movie I just watched. When I watched it, I was, like, so disappointed in it. Now, wait I a minute. Uh, I haven't seen it, but uh, with the vacation movie, wasn't the, wasn't the lead guy uh, in the Hangover flicks? The dentist? God damn it. Hold on a fucking that's, minute. That's uh, Ed Helms. And I, I think he. 
I think it was him and not Jason Sudeikis or Sudeikis or I, yeah, I swear I, yeah, God, thank, I, thank you, Doug. I couldn't remember his name, but I know um he's been in a few things. Yeah, I actually like him. He's pretty underrated in terms of like that. I, I have to disagree with you right there. I didn't watch the movie just because I don't like the guy. Uh, <laughs> Something personal? I, it's just, uh, for some reason, like, he just bothered me in, uh, in The Hangover. And, uh, and he wa- and that guy also was in We're the Millers, so, uh, he played the, uh, he played the main, uh, drug dealer or whatever. All but right. he, he just bugs me. And, uh, <laughs> so when my aunt and, my aunt and my brother went, uh, to, to the theater to watch, uh, to see the vacation movie, I'm like, you know what? You guys go ahead. I think I have to work. I don't even know if I had to work that day. I just know I didn't want to go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, the the new. All right. Who 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 are we talking about before Anthony? Who are you asking about the? Um... Uh, well, I think uh, Ted, um, uh, Doug said his name is Ed Helms. Ed Helms. There we go. He's yeah. been in what movie were you asking about? Uh, I thought he was in a new vacation movie. He was in a new vacation. Good. He, he played Rusty, right? He played Rusty. I didn't know that Chevy Chase and uh, Billy D'Angelo are in the new vacation as Clark and Ellen. So I'll check it out, man. There's no reason. I I, I don't know. Maybe I'll even watch it tonight after the, after the show's over. I've got it. I, I just, it's so hard for me sometimes to watch these movies. And then I watch them and I'm like, oh, I'm so disappointed. And uh, I was actually doing a Google search. And that guy you guys mentioned, Jason Sudeikis, he says he is constantly mistaken for Ed Helms. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Oh, shit. <laughs> poor guy. Oh, and there's, here we go. Bobby is calling right now, adding him to the call. Bobby! What's up, my fellas? What's going on, Bobby? Going on, man? So hey, you man. have seen and enjoyed the new vacation, huh? I, I did. I did. I was skeptical, but... um. <clears throat> but actually, my kid's mom grabbed the movie and she came over with it and wanted to watch it. And I'm like, eh. all right. I mean, it was kind of twofold. I really didn't feel like spending time with her. Number one, <laughs> number two. <laughs> um, you know, I, I didn't. I wasn't aware that the movie was out. And when I heard that it was out, I thought it was a remake. So I was, I was actually kind of excited to find out that it was Rusty and his family. And um, you know, they kept it. They kept the same type of humor going. Uh, I can't criticize it at all. It was it was pretty hilarious, right up there with the first one. Um, if I had one, if I had one criticism for it, is that um, he played the role almost exactly like Chevy Chase did in the original movies. If you if you close your eyes and just listen to the movie, you would swear that it was Chevy Chase from the original Vacation movies. Huh? You know. So he didn't really put his own spin on it at all. He just played it like Chevy. You know? Yeah, which, you know, but, sometimes I don't blame the actor for that. They're told kind of how to play it, what to do, how to do the things. So you can't yeah. always blame the actor, but I don't know. I mean, you know, all right, now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch this, and if I don't like it, I'm tearing you apart on Wednesday, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though, you, I You can do that because you said... Okay, you actually enjoy Soul Plane, and I cannot get behind you on that one at all. 
<laughs> that movie, that was an absolute dumpster fire, and and I don't know how you don't, I don't know how you can't. <laughs> I haven't seen Soul Plane in a long time, but I saw it like when I was a teenager, and I guess like I said, I was a different person then, and my humor. <laughs> listen, uh, listen, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of just about everybody in that movie. I'm a I'm a huge fan of Snoop. Always have been. Uh, I'm a fan of Method Man. I can even I can tolerate uh, Monique. But for some reason, everybody together in that horrible piece of shit movie, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I watched probably three fourths of that movie. It's a horror. I mean, okay. Um, everybody has their own taste. You're allowed to enjoy it, but I hate that fucking movie and everything about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, look, look. I'm I mean, in retrospect, it did set us back. Look, I'm not putting that movie over as great or good or, oh my God, you should watch it. But it, it, it's a movie I can put on and do some yeah. shit around the house and watch yeah. it. And every Turn now and then, I'll look at, yeah. And every now and then, I'll look at it and be like, <laughs> "But I mean, come on, it's it's not it's not a great movie, but I can deal with it. I really can. Trust me, man. If you've seen some of the movies I'll watch, you'll fuck <laughs> you. You'll understand." <laughs> I have watched some. A, 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 I mean, trust me, Anthony was. Uh, t- I was telling Anthony some of the movies in my uh, my uh, external hard drive, and he was like, "Damn, dude, you got some problems." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get it though. Sometimes, sometimes, a, sometimes a movie can be so bad that it's good, but some of them are just so bad that it's horrible. Dude, you want to? Um, you want to know what movie I enjoy? Amen. You, you really. I, let me just give you an idea of some of, of one of the movies that I actually enjoy that I'm probably going to be. Have you ever seen the movie Simon Says with Dennis Rodman and Dane Cook? No, I haven't seen that. Okay. I think I have just to. saying Dennis Rodman and Dane Cook should make you gag right there, okay? Together in a movie. But I'll watch this fucking movie. Why? I don't fucking know. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. That sounds like a Taco Bell induced dream or something. Like you know, you eat too much Taco Bell and then lay down immediately. And you're dreaming about Dane Cook and Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Dude, even let me put it this way: John Panette, if you remember him, was in this movie. The old, uh, the, the 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 big overweight comedian. You've been here for an hour. You go now. The Chinese. Oh, okay. Buffet yeah, comedian. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that. Is the kind of movie I will watch and just be like, no, yeah. that wasn't too bad. Hey, I'll tell you a movie that's not too bad at all. Uh, Bobby might know it. I don't think box all this. Uh, Bobby, you remember a movie called Trippin'? Trippin', yeah, yes. See, yeah, one. that's with the with the uh, uh, Dion Richmond. The uh, he was a uh, was a uh, Bud from uh, he was uh, Bud on the Cosby Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. David Fosfino. I've actually met David him. David Fosfino. I've actually met him, which is why I know his name. Yes, yes. Doug, you ever seen Trippin'? Uh, no, I have not. I've, I've never even heard of it. All right, so it's two and two because I've never seen or heard of it either. Perfect. All right. It's actually a good movie. Uh, look it up. It's actually a very, very underrated movie, in my opinion. Trippin'. Yeah, it's a stupid. It's just a stupid movie. Kind of a kind of like a <laughs> like a teen movie, sort of. A little raunchy, you know. Uh, two thousand three. 1999. 1999. I got it right here. Did I see this? Yeah. 
it's kind of weird because, like you know, like Bobby saying, it is raunchy, but it, it, it kind of like it, it's kind of schizophrenic because it's raunchy, but at the same time, it's trying to teach you about like like making life choices and yeah, damn that, guy Tory. All right, I, I I know some of these actors at least. If I know some of the actors, I can watch it. I know a few of these actors at least. All right, let's see. See, let's check out the old summary of this movie. Greg is near the end of his senior year in high school. Go to the prom. I'm trying not to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it, like me. But I'm going to read the summary. Mom wants to apply him to colleges. All right, this seems like the usual teenage movie. Yeah, that's what it is. Coming of age, you know, there's some tips in it here and there. All right, so I can pretty much watch Can't Hardly Wait and get the same thing. Is what you're yeah, saying? With an African American twist to it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This is, yeah, I mean, that's the best way to put it. <laughs> okay, so this is the black can't hardly wait. I got you. Okay, <laughs> I got you. And there's a lot of weed references, so you might like that part. Oh, you might appreciate that wow. part of it. Oh well, that's you know. There you go. See, that's one of the one of the reasons right there to like Soul Plane. Tons of weed reference. <laughs> Come on, Snoop Dogg's oh. in it. God damn it. Uh, uh, Y'all must not smoke enough weed. That's all I gotta say. How high? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't smoke at all. Maybe that's the problem. problem. (laughs) See, I can get high and watch anything, man. Trust me, bro. Look, I've uh, like I said, if I went through my fucking, I was going through my DVR a few weeks ago, if you remember, and that was some crazy shit. I didn't even go. There's some movies I just. Couldn't even bring myself to mention on my DVR that I skipped over. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> Just rattle off a couple off a of memory box. I can't even remember some of them. I think. Um, oh, Boys Club. That was one. What was it? Billionaire Boys Club. I still gotta watch that. With, no, uh, Billionaire Jed Boys Club is an amazing fucking old. Jet. I'm telling you that movie. No one I ever ask has seen it. One night we're going to do obscure Judd Nelson movies, and we're going to do Billionaire's Boys Club and Making the Grade and From the Hip. I bet yeah, no one's I'm heard... I'm down for that, man, because Judd Nelson, I, you know, to me, he's criminally underrated. I agree. I completely agree. And these three movies, like I said, Making the Grade, I've talked about. It's got him, and um, it's got Gordon Jump from WKP in Cincinnati, and Andrew Dice Clay, if that oh, tells yeah. you anything about the movie. Um, okay. <laughs> if that tells you anything about the movie at all, um, from the hip, I, I have you ever seen from the hip? I haven't seen it. David Allen Greer is in this movie, and Judd Nelson, um, and John Hurt. I don't know if anyone knows who John Hurt is. Alien. Well, he's a dad in Home Alone. Um, is he in Home Alone? John, is it Hurt? I H-E-A-R-D? think. Oh, I can't remember. Isn't it H E R D or something? I think he's John dad Hurt was home alone. Give me a sec. Let me pop this bad boy up on IMDb from the hip. But um, it's I, I know he's uh, he was in Alien, and he was actually in um, the end of uh, Spaceballs. Damn, uh, I ain't heard that movie in a while. <laughs> I watched that the other day. That's always That's on. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. So wait a minute. I hope we can all agree that. Uh, one of the funniest series of movies, the Police Academy movies, right? 
Police uh, Academy started strong. Up to a point. <laughs> yeah, like the first, like, the, I, yeah, they kind of, like, kind of, it petered out towards the end, but the first, like, at least for me, first, like, three, first three, four of yeah. them was nice. The first three, I would say, okay, it, it's actually John Hurt, spelled like Hurt, H-U-R-T, like, ouch, I got hurt. Um, okay. So let's see, he played a guy, uh, yeah, that that movie is amazing. John Hurt's been in, trust me, he's been in a ton of fucking movies. Let me see what movie you guys would have heard of here. My God, I'm going back to uh, Spaceballs, From the Hip. Uh, ooh, Scandal. Let's see, I've seen that one. I've seen, oh my God, I can't even. Oh my God, this guy's been in too many fucking movies for me to even go through. He was in a Hellboy in 2004. Yeah. But uh, if, you, if, you, if you remember the end of Spaceballs, when the uh, creature came out of the guy's stomach, yes. <laughs> that was John Hurt. So, oh, yeah. So he's in this movie. Um, and what was the third one I said? We, we said uh, Making the Grade from the Hip. God damn it, I forgot the third one. See what happens? Yeah. See? God damn it. Smoke weed every day. There it is. There it is. <laughs> now, uh, while it's on my mind, fellas, uh, this is a movie that I think gets overlooked a lot. Maybe it's because it was such a departure from, from uh, the Home Alone flicks, but uh, any of you remember a movie called The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, isn't that yeah. where he plays the uh, demented cousin or something? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a movie I actually want to review on the show one. I haven't seen it in a little while, but that was actually, in my opinion, very underrated. It gets overlooked. I saw Home Alone I, I, 2 today. <laughs> Before I left from my dad's place, I was watching Home Alone 2. Yeah. Well, if you've never seen this box, this is a complete departure. Because they were trying to, like, he was trying to play against type because he was starting to get typecast as, like, the Home Alone kid and the yeah, uh, yeah. Rick kid. I've seen it. I have, actually. I have seen that movie, and it's it's a it's definitely out of his realm of the usual. But um, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Have you seen that guy lately? <laughs> True. True. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Nobody gets out of Hollywood in one piece. <laughs> nah, not not not. It seems like those young people don't, man. Unfortunately, very small few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like they don't. Oh, Billionaire's Boys Club was the uh, the third one. That's a, I, I, I can't believe no one's. You know what? It was a it was actually a TV movie. Yeah, I, I, I remember because it was like TNT original or something, right? It, uh, I'm not sure what channel, but it was a definite TV movie. Um, the only other actor that I've even heard of. In that movie, God damn, what was the, that that guy's fucking name? It was the it was the guy from um, Ron Silver. Ron Silver. Why does that name sound familiar? Ron Silver was in Time Cop, and I want to say he was in Hackers. Hold on a second here. Ron Silver was Did definitely. Did he do a movie with Stallone too? Stallone, Ron Silver, and Stallone. That sounds like a weird combination. That's a weird combination right there. But he did a movie called Blue Steel in 89. Yes, he was in Blue Steel with... Um, 
What's that girl? God damn it. Um, um, three names. Hot. Great tits. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt? Oh. No. God, I'm th- trading oh. places. Trading places. What's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis? Thank you. Jamie Lee Curtis. Blue Steel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lee, yeah. yeah. I remember that scene from Trading Places very well. Blue Steel is a great fucking movie. Uh, yeah, he was in Time Cop as the uh, the villain in Time Cop. Um, and he's in it, but basically they, they're like stockbrokers that come up with this crazy scheme and they they end up killing Ron Silver and it, it's a crazy fucking movie billionaire boys boys club, but I looked for it for years and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. Finally I, I just ordered it offline. Yeah. Same thing with from the hip, I couldn't find the good copy anywhere. So I just ended up buying it. Cost me all about two dollars and sixty five cents. Yeah. And I'm still looking for that other movie, uh Judd Nelson Flick that I told you about, um, where he's a drug dealer dealing with the cop. It was um conflict of interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll I'll I need to take a peek. I'm sure I could find that somewhere. I will find it. I always do. But yeah, Judd Nelson Good. One movie that, you know, when I first saw it, I thought it was really stupid, but you know, my dad uh my dad liked it so we watched it like ten times and I finally got into it was uh Remember the movie Airheads? Yes. Yes. Uh, Airheads. Fraser and oh, I love it. Fraser, Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. I love that movie. Yeah, and uh, David Arquette was in the movie. Yup. Yeah. But yes. I, I remember the first time uh, we all sat and watched that. Yeah, Steve Buscemi first... was in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Chris Farley had a cameo in that film. Chris Farley was a great <laughs> movie, man. Great movie. Yes, Yeah. The first time I remember watching it, I just remember being so stupid. But, you know, my dad, you know, liked those kind of movies. So, like, we'd just sit there and it would be on, like, it would be on, like, two or three times a week in our house. It was stupid. And you just kind of get into it. Yeah, but but it was stupid. There's no denying Dude, Joe Montaigne was in that movie. <laughs> Joe fucking yeah, so Montaigne. Uh, Joe Montaigne was uh, in the One of the pack. Ghostbusters was in the movie. Ernie Hudson. Yes. yes. Thank no. you. Ernie, was it, was, was it Ernie? Yeah, he was the cop. You got it. Yeah. Yes. And yes, uh, Dude, Michael... Judd Nelson was in it. He played the, uh, the record producer. Judd the Nelson. producer, I think. <laughs> yep. Right on topic. Judd Nelson. There we go. Yeah. And, um, That's why I brought that up, Max. <laughs> there you go. And Michael, um, what's his name? Uh, Kramer was in that movie. Michael Richards. Michael, Michael Richards. Richards. Thank you. How can I not remember that? His half, last name is half a mile. <laughs> right. Jesus yeah, Christ. <laughs> Judd Nelson automatically makes everything awesome. See, Amazing. <laughs> Judd Nelson, I'm telling you, dude, under-fucking-rated. Yes. He, it, literally, if there was a list, like, you know, on my list of underrated, he's my number one. So he was in Breakfast Club. Yes. Doesn't even I, scratch the surface of what that fucking guy did. Fucking New Jack City, motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was in New Jack City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would say honestly, those are the two movies that people remember him most for: Breakfast Club and New Jack City. I don't even think people knew that was him in New Jack City. I gotta tell you, I've never seen it. What? 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 I've never seen New Jack City. Huh? What? What? Like, we got to disconnect this call, man. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think there's static, Doug. 
Uh, you have all these random fact toys and you've never seen a New Jack City? You got to check out that movie, bro. Seriously. Seriously, yeah, uh, I'll be I'll be looking it up later. Sure. Yeah, that was convincing. Um, <laughs> seriously, bro. It was meant to be. It, it really was a good movie. I I, I re- like a like a good movie. Let yeah, dude. Let's not forget. Judd Nelson was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back from the Kevin. Yes. We mentioned that a few. Weeks yes. yes, yes, he was. Yes, he. Was. I'm actually looking up some movies he's done lately, and um, now I would say he was more unrecognizable than that because it actually took me a minute to figure out that was actually Judd Nelson. You know, he was in the Boondock Saints too. Yeah, which I haven't seen the Boondock Saints too. I've seen the first one, which was great, but I haven't seen the second one. Oh, I'm so happy. By the way, I, I, I need to mention this. The movie I've been talking about and putting over is The Billionaire's Boys Club. They are redoing the movie, and Judd Nelson is scheduled to play the same character in the movie. And it's supposed to come out this year. It's in post-production right now. So I will be pumped to see this fucking movie. So, especially if you I mean, if he's reprising, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at it. He's reprising his role according. Let me see this thing. Same thing. A group of wealthy boys in Los Angeles during the early 1980s. So they're actually going back to the same story. Uh, establish a get rich scam that turns deadly. There it is. Let me see. Who's so, so basically, this is going to be like the Wall Street sequel. Well, let's put it this way Kevin Spacey is in this one. Uh, Kevin Spacey, Judd Nelson. I'm so happy he's coming up with his fucking same role in this goddamn movie. Um, that's really the only actor I've ever fucking heard of is him and Kevin Spacey. So, yeah, Wayne Perry. I've never heard of many of these people, but yeah, coming up with the exact same. But yeah, if you've never seen Billionaires Boys Club, try to find it. I, it might even be on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. It, it was for a while. I'm not sure if it still is. Should be. So, yeah, yeah, excellent fucking movie. That one I would recommend to anybody. And but but literally, is one movie. That's a movie you can talk about. No one will know what the hell you're. Uh, uh, what? Who? That's next on my watch list. There you go. All right. Do we, uh, did we ever finish coming to America? Uh, I think we, <laughs> we got way off topic like a half hour ago. I think That's it was longer it than that. <laughs> All right, so he gets the girl, and um, he gets married. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> but not before his father tried to uh, cock block him. Yes, yes. <laughs> he only came here. He only came to New York to uh, sell his royal oats. That's it. <laughs> and uh, we should point out, like, real quick, like, the scene where he tries to get her back on the uh, train on the subway. And I love how, like, you could tell he was in New York because he was just going off on this tangent about, I renounce my kingdom of Zumunda. And everybody just kind of looked at him and just, eh. yeah, <laughs> uh, Fuck you. You're still the fuck. Whatever. Who cares? Typical New Yorkers. Like, you know, you can do anything on the New York subway and people will just look at you like, yeah, just another day in New York. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to wrap that up because I'm having a better time just bullshitting about some random movies. So <laughs> I figured we'd wrap up coming to America and uh, get back to random movies. 
another random movie, uh, Spinal Tap. This is Spinal oh, Tap. Dude, that's a great fucking movie, right? There. Can we all agree that's a good flick? Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah, we yeah we man, I'm bringing up. We gotta we gotta bring gotta put that on the list here. Oh, I'll check that out any fucking day. You know what I mean? Oh, I'll, yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to do that movie, I will watch that fucking movie. Almost. I, I'm just giving movie. myself an excuse to watch, rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one I'll definitely watch, man. That that is another one. Um, let's see, fucking uh, what was I watching the other day? Fuck, I watched Blues Brothers the other day. Oh yeah, always. Two thousand, not so much, but the original classic. I don't yeah. even mind the the the, the newer one. Um, I mean, John Goodman is a little over the top in whatever he does, and I've kind of just gotten used to it and accepted it. You know, but it wasn't horrible. I mean, the original. There is nothing like the original Blues Brothers. It, it wasn't bad. I, I don't want to uh, sound like I'm no, trash. It wasn't a bad movie, but it, you can't. Fit, it's hard to fill that void that John Belushi left. It movie. wasn't worth the remake. Yeah, it, not- yeah, it didn't warrant a remake. Exactly. Uh, I, I think uh, the risk was too great to ruin a classic. The first one was a classic, and um, the the uh, what was it, 2000? It did not live up to it. And actually, I like John Goodman. I Me actually too. do, but. He could not fill Belushi's spot, in my opinion. Yeah. No, and, and you know, and I'll, I'll, he was almost trying to be Chris Farley like in that movie, which did annoy me yeah. a little bit. But, yeah. but you know, it it, it 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 wasn't the worst movie in the world. There was some, you know, cool. There, there was a few cool things, and it's the, the music actually was very good. Yeah. You know that that end scene where they had. You know all the you know all all the guys singing yeah. was really good. I mean, they they had Steve Winwood and I mean, who a ton of guys were fucking up there, and it, it was a really good scene. But it didn't need to be remade. Like so many movies coming out in the last five years, did not need to be remade. Yeah, it's just yeah. Another one of the uh, remakes of uh, you know movies from the nineties is uh, Total Recall. You know, I've got that on my DVR. That's another one I can't bring myself to watch. Yeah. I haven't seen the remake yet. I'm I, watch it. I watched like five minutes of it one day, and that's just because I was getting ready to leave the house. <laughs> uh, and it's, well, I never, I remember watching the original one when I was a kid, because again, you know, you watch whatever, uh, you know, we watch whatever my dad put on the TV. <laughs> nah. Am I the only one who's not thrilled about uh, Big Trouble in Little China? Uh, I heard about that, and I'm not thrilled about it either. Really? Yeah. 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 I'm, I've, I've said my piece on certain things, man. I'm like, Hollywood is making their way down like the uh, remake list. I swear, if they try to remake Goodfellas, I, I, I'm going on. A, I'm going on the killing spree. You heard, you heard it here first. I'm going on the killing spree. Because yeah. certain, certain you'll pull your mother's knife. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's just certain things that don't need to be remade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's so many movies they're, re- they're remaking. I mean, I, I've 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 read they're doing another um, Dirty Dancing. Which, uh, come on. does Do we, uh, you know, come on. Let's leave Patrick Swayze alone. Fucking please. 
Um, they're going to remake uh, War Games, that uh, old um, Matthew, Brown, Matthew yeah. Broderick movie. Uh, now, quick question. Has anyone seen the new Point Break? No. Uh, no. No one. <sighs> I'm, no. I'm not sure. Me neither. I'm really not sure. I mean, I love the old Point Break movie. Yeah. And I just don't know if I can bring myself to watch the new one. But I'm, I'll, I'll probably end up checking it out to see how it is. But again, man, leave Swayze alone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're remaking Roadhouse, which I get it. I do understand them remaking Roadhouse, but who's going to be in that? <laughs> Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, sir, he is correct. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It's just and uh, funny enough, you know, coming to America. They're, they're talking about making a coming to America too. Jesus Christ! Yeah. I, and I, I, you I, know I, what? Have you? Has, has anybody? I don't know. I haven't checked up on this, but I want to say I heard years ago in an interview um, that the main roles were going to be, it was going to be Will Smith's first major role. Actually, him and Jazzy Jeff, they were going to play uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, Arsenio Hall's part. I've heard that too somewhere. But you heard that? Okay. I thought yeah, it was yeah, heard somewhere, and I can't think of where. Yeah, but they weren't. They weren't quite ready. They weren't at that point in, in you know, in their acting. As a fact, yet. Uh, on the uh, DVD I referenced earlier in the show, uh, John Landis, they were doing like a retrospective on coming to America, and I think he did kind of bring that up, where he basically said he he fought like tooth and nail to get like Arsenio, because like the studio wanted like I think Eddie Murphy and Will Smith to do something. He said no. <laughs> yeah, and you know. <laughs> Speaking of Will Smith, let's go uh, Will Smith and you know what? Let's bring up the Karate Kid movie. Did that need oh, to be God. done? No. <laughs> oh, God, no. I gotta, I gotta tell you, that one angered me, bro. That one really. I watched. I had my issues with. I mean, a lot of people like. I had my issues with the next Karate Kid with a Hillary Swank. But I could almost tolerate that. The, the, the sad thing is, it this new one made that one more tolerable. It really did. It's like, oh, that one's <laughs> yeah. so fucking bad. After if you're grading on a curve, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That immediately brought that movie to a C. Immediately. <laughs> so everybody that shit on that one, they said, "Uh, you get a pass, Hillary. <laughs> you weren't so bad after all." I mean, you know, it, it was ridiculous, you know, but you know the the. the, the I still, we need to do a show on the fact that Daniel was the bully in the first one. Yeah. That whole, some guy has a whole YouTube video dedicated to that. And you know what? He makes, <laughs> he makes some really valid points. <laughs> I got to tell you. <laughs> one night we need to break that down because he's kind of right. Daniel was the bully in the first one. He just wouldn't let up. They were ready to leave it alone. They were. They were ready to leave it alone. And then at that party, he goes in there. And when fucking Johnny's rolling the joint, he puts the water down. Did he need to do that? Was it necessary? Was it? Or should he have left well enough alone, like Johnny said? Was he the bully? It'll make you think, bro. Well, I'll tell you an original concept that Hollywood had that was actually a movie that we got to talk about one of these weeks. Boogie Nights. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. call it an original concept. It was basically... Not original concept. I mean, it was, you know, it was basically the fucking John Holmes story. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, I, I the, the, the real funny part of that movie was the fact that Mark Wahlberg literally had to publicly tell people that that was not his real dick. Yeah. That's the comical part of that. Besides, yes, that movie was great, but the most comical part of that movie is Mark Wahlberg literally had, literally had to be like, listen, women, that is not my real cock. Get off the dick. Okay? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, if... if what? A, I mean, uh, hey, lucky guy, but... That, that that's the kind of problem I want. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's not my dick. I swear. I mean, you can feel my dick, but that's not my dick. So don't be expecting. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, if I was him, I would have rolled that out. See, that's what I said. That's what I said. I'm like, you know what? I would have just fucking let that roll. But you figure, you know, cause like, now that you guys mentioned it, I actually forgot about John Holmes, but his whole gimmick was like he had like a. 10 inch dick so I would have rolled that shit out yeah I'd be like look they actually had to cut like 4 inches off of that scene cause I was about to pass the fuck out that's yeah. why that's what happened that's it that's it they had to cut 4 inches 4 cut yeah my shit was so big that I, I had to really go in I said I'm a method actor so I had to go in ladies <laughs> yeah but meanwhile that movie was fucking awesome what was that um uh that, that movie had a fucking all star cast Oh, hell yeah. Don Cheadle, one of my favorites. You know, and you know what? He's one of my favorites. I, I really, really got to fucking say that. Don, and you know what? I was thinking about that the other day. Don Cheadle is fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. And you know what part I was thinking of that really he played well? I mean, not... And, and he didn't pull the part off to an impersonation was Sammy Davis Jr. and the Rat Pack. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. He didn't, yes. he didn't try to insult the character by doing a complete, uh, y y yeah, baby, impersonation. He kind of played it, you know, as him, you know, as yeah. himself, but that fucking, and, and, you know, I've told Anthony before, that's a movie we have to do because I absolutely love that movie. Yeah, Ray Liotta. Exactly. Um, Joe, uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Yep, who we yeah. already mentioned tonight. Yeah, Martin. Yeah. Yep. So I really want to do that movie, and I, uh, I you know, but it, that to me is one of his best roles. Um, and then what was I watching the other day with him in it? Um, yeah. Fucking he's, volcano. He's a lot of good movies. Uh, what else? He was, I was I watching volcano. Fresh. Yeah, volcano with him and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. I completely forgot he was in that fucking movie. Yeah. But I was he, watching that just a couple of weeks ago. It's it's uh, it's, it's on um it's on stars and uh, encore right now. Yeah, that's where I was watching it. Yeah, yeah, it's on stars right now. So it was on right before. Hey, has anybody? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Has anybody ever seen the original uh, Ocean's Eleven? Yes. With the Rat Pack. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, I watched that and the uh, George Clooney uh, version uh, back to back. I enjoyed both of those. You know, they're actually. they're they're both enjoyable, and even when you watch the remake, that's one that that's probably where it could have stopped. Right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's stop remaking yeah, it because it was, again, it wasn't an insulting movie. 
to the Rat Pack. They weren't trying to be them, but it was a great fucking movie. I really yeah, did like that 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 first Ocean's Eleven, and then it just got ridiculous. They didn't need a sequel at all. No, but I actually owned the DVD of the original Ocean's Eleven. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, man. Just 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 to hear Sammy sing EO, EO Eleven. <laughs> Fucking amazing to hear that. But yeah, that that that's another one. And um goddamn remakes. What other fucking remakes have been out there that are just um, There's really not that uh, many good you know, ones. One good remake, Kate Fear. Yeah. Kate Fear. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. The remake yeah, was good, yeah. but you can't go wrong with De Niro. So De Niro, that Nick was Nolte, a good yeah, yeah. And let's right? face it, Nick Nolte Yes. isn't fucking, yeah. you know, the, 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 you know, you you can't just gloss past him. He's 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 yeah. pretty good too. Yeah, once upon once upon a time before he became like a parody of himself with them damn mug shots. Yeah, he was a good actor and, and and you know a young Juliette Lewis back then. Oh, yeah. There's something really sexy about her, man. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. <laughs> watch her in, in you know from dusk till dawn. There's something just deeply sexy about that girl. She's not I was the watching, prettiest. Uh, from dusk till dawn, just no, just about a week ago, it was on. Uh, yeah, I think Showtime or something. It was on Showtime. I was watching it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah actually, yeah, I think I recorded it to watch it again. But yeah, that that that's another one. I mean, that's another that's another one of my dad's favorite movies. Maybe I should try to get my dad to call into this show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's a there's, there's a there's a two of that movie, right? It's three. There's three. Yeah, it's like, the, that's a movie that honestly, I don't, they could have stopped at one. Man, I've been <laughs> drinking too much. If there's a three, Jesus yeah. Christ. But um, Yeah, there's, uh, there's the Texas Blood Money, which was the second one, yep. which is the guys robbing a bank, and they yep. got, you know, uh, you know, each one of them except for the one got bit by a vampire. And then, in the third one, wasn't it, uh, wasn't it uh, a guy that was getting ready to get uh, hung or something? Took off with the hangman's daughter or something like that. Something like that. I don't know. You know what? Speaking of remakes, or see, and and you know, I, I guess we can bring sequels into this. Mel Brooks is considering doing a Spaceballs two. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm halfway there, and I'm halfway like. Fuck yeah, do it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem. I don't. The think only problem I would. I would have with it is that uh, Rick Moranis wouldn't be in it. Really? Could, uh, Where yeah. is he? What is he doing? Nothing. Rick Moranis left Hollywood. I think his wife. I think his yeah. wife had cancer or something, and yeah. and he uh, he pretty much hung up his career after that. Wow. Yeah. I want to see if that's actually. <clears throat> been formally announced. I guess you can go to IMDb and see that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And you know, there was supposed to be a Spaceball sequel uh, years ago called Spaceballs 3, The Search for Spaceballs 2. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, this is it. Spaceballs 2. And, you know, if you watch the first Spaceballs, yeah. <laughs> he even says, hopefully we'll all get together again in Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money. And, of course, guess what, <laughs> guess what the second one is called? The search for more money. Um, it's oh, already great. on IMDb, so let's hope it actually gets fucking made. It's in development. Yeah. 
according nice, to. Nice. So let's hope we see this because I would, you know, like I said, some of it's got me like, you know, he's really old, but, yeah. you know, he hasn't, you know, he's not, he doesn't have Alzheimer's and he's not fucking yeah. any crazier than he used oh, to be, yeah. so. And, and, and well, look who's not even going to be able to be in it, though. Joan Rivers, John Candy, John Rick Candy. Moranis is out. Yeah, yeah, Joe Mar- Yeah, the, I mean, there's some that are definitely out, but you could still get a few of the guys for it. I mean, you know, the, the, the guy who played Lone Star is still doing movies. I mean, God damn it, he was the fucking president in Independence Day, for God's sakes. He was in Lake Placid, God damn it. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, I, I got faith in Mel Brooks to pull something off because he's from that old school uh, comedy that kind of like really knows what's funny and has like a knack for certain things. It's just yeah, I, 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 I can see him pulling it off. You, you know what would worry me about the Mel Brooks movie? Go back to the Mel Brooks movie and look at some of the racist humor he's done. Oh, the <laughs> PC police. <laughs> I mean, go back to Blazing Saddles and where uh, the white women at. It, 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 <laughs> It, oh, that whole movie was one big racist joke. Hey, where are the white women at? <laughs> there you go. I mean, just go back to that and think about that. Do you? There is no way in hell he could get away with those right it's now. Lot, no way. No fucking way. It's a, honestly the world we live in. It's a lot of people that wouldn't have been worth the day, man. Like you, Lenny Bruce, Red Fox, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. Because their humor was just like so on a cutting edge I that know, people would be see, like, oh, but, people, people would be crying every five seconds. Like, <laughs> y'all need to apologize. Yeah, well, I mean, people are still doing I mean, Dice has to apologize for things he says like every other fucking week. But it's uh, but there's no way that the, the, that's what worries me is that his humor will not translate to 2016. <laughs> Unfortunately, because everyone is a bunch of articles out there about it. Pussies. What? And if too many articles out there, he's a racist. He's a bigamist. Dude, oh my! uh, The blogs will be going crazy, but you know, it it just won't. He won't be able to do it. Yeah, you're probably right. So it's going to be very. You know, it's going to have to be jokes that are. You know, PC, and it's gonna probably be. You know, that's the only thing that worries me. If if Mel Brooks goes all out and says "fuck everybody," I'm gonna be dead soon anyway. That's probably the only thing that's gonna save this movie. And let's face it, if I was Mel Brooks at this time, I would be- basically say, "Ah, fuck you, I'm gonna be dead soon anyway." Yes, yeah, so, probably gonna be um, <laughs> mantra. You know, I, I I don't. You know, I'm I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but but that's what I would say. Well, I hope it happens, and I hope he goes all out. I do too. I hope he just goes space balls to the wall. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> space balls to four. Space balls to the wall. <laughs> space balls to the wall. That's probably we should have named this. What the fuck? So if that comes up in the title, you you need to uh, seek out some royalties, man. Yeah, there you go. I mean, dude, think about how racist Blazing Saddles was. Think about that. That movie was incredibly fucking racist. 
So, you know, that, that and you know, actually all his movies are a little fucking racist. Yeah, but they're more, they were, it was satire. It was racial satire. It was. You know, I don't, I don't even think it's fair to call it racist. It, it, well, no, I, I completely agree. And I, it, it's, it, but back then people understood comedy and comics yeah. and what they did. People don't now. Look how many comics and comedians and, you know, comedians, I'll bring, you know, Sarah Silverman and Amy Schu have to apologize for yeah, jokes. Yeah. Jokes. I mean, who was who the girl who at the, um, who made a great fucking joke at the uh, um, New Year's Eve thing and had to apologize for it? The really cute girl. What's her name? Well, Silverman? Sarah, Sarah no, Silverman? No, not Sarah Silverman. The other Jewish girl. <laughs> the other Jewish girl. Can somebody narrow that one down? Can someone narrow down the Jewish comedians that are cute for me, please? Um, um, uh, Legaro. Le, 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 her that last name is sounding familiar now. She's she actually Italian, I think. But whatever her name is. I mean, she, these, all these comedians are having to apologize for jokes. The only one that's saying "fuck you," I'm not apologizing, seems to be Louis C.K. Oh, oh yeah, he yeah. fucking refuses. Oh, yeah, and he's out there too. He's out there with it. Like he really pushes it <laughs> unapologetically. Yeah, I mean to put this in perspective for people, the way the world is today, a show like All in the Family wouldn't make it past three episodes. Dude, All in the Family wouldn't. Sanford and Son probably wouldn't. I can think of probably. No, I, I, I can think of so many shows from back then that would not fucking. Jefferson's Maud. I mean, <laughs> but I love yeah. I love Lucy, which I love. That could make a comeback because it was very much white bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much oh all of the Norman Lear, all the Norman Lear uh, sitcoms, Sanford and Son, All in the Family, Jeffersons, all of those uh, Good Times. Good times. Yeah, that, yeah, that stuff that wouldn't fly. No, good times wouldn't fly. Let's face well, it, different strokes wouldn't fly today. Webster wouldn't fly today. Folks, it shows like that. It's just um, uptight pussies. We have a fucking world full of uptight pussies. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we're dealing with today. Man, I wish I could get a, a, a fucking... I wish I remember what movie I was complaining about when I watched it the other night. Like... Two weeks ago, I watched the movie, and I was like, "Fucking wasn't there anything like the original piece of shit? I hate it. I'm not fucking watching it. I deleted it from my DVR. I don't delete shit from my DVR hardly, <laughs> hardly ever. God damn it! Wow. I know. <laughs> I know we was mentioning earlier about how uh, sequels don't typically live up to the original. Not usually. But some one case where it actually. Uh, is uh, that statement is false? Terminator Two is the best Terminator they ever made. Judgment Day, to me, in my opinion, is the best Terminator out of the entire series. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I, I stand by that statement. Probably would agree with that. You know, I'd have to say that might have to do with the age of the person that makes that statement. I really thought the first one was amazing, like really fucking good. The second one was really good too. I'm not. I'm not going to say it wasn't, but I really think the first one was better. And I haven't seen the the third one. To be honest with you, <laughs> I just 
it's certain movies I refuse to see, and I, and I refuse to see was it Genesis. Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but I I I I really think the the first one was better. And again, I think you know I'm a 40 year old guy saying this, you know, so I think the age might have to do with it. I mean, my my fiance who's seven years younger than me watches like the original Star Wars and thinks they're horrible. <laughs> They're horrible. The special effects fuck. The special uh, effects suck. Do you know what year this was? Right. The special effects were amazing. These, <laughs> these special effects were fucking like the, the, these were way past special effects back then. Yeah. You know, but she doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. You know, so it's at the time. Like even like I'll put it to you like this: special effects. They weren't what they were, obviously, today. Mm. But even, like, for, uh, I think the simplicity back then is actually kind of what helped the move, the realism of the movie. Like, you look at yeah. something like Jaws. That shit scared the fuck out of me when I first saw it to this day. I still kind of get the shakes when I see the original Jaws. You know what's funny? She won't watch Jaws. <laughs> Too real? And I have said the same exact word. I've said, you think the fucking the, the special effects in Star Wars are stupid, but you won't watch a mechanical shark that you can completely tell is mechanical in more than fucking four <laughs> scenes in this movie. That And you won't watch it? No, if we move to Florida, I won't go in the ocean. You know what? That, th- th- no, this is not what you got to worry about in Florida. You got to worry about fucking needles in the ocean in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I wear sandals when I fucking go in the ocean in Florida, goddammit. <laughs> I don't want to be stuck with a fucking needle that's <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. People talk about, you know, you know, that's an interesting point you bring up about the special effects. I know a lot of people like to say like the special effects are better today, man, but even with some of the horror movies, like I've never really been a horror movie guy. But the ones that I do like are the ones like from like the seventies and eighties because they were more realistic. Nowadays, I mean, even though I guess they're gorier, it's just like so unrealistic the way they got some of these people dying. Yeah, you know, I think the, I think the thing is everything is better if you have to when you have to work for it, you know. And the the great movies like okay, since you brought up horror, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there was no CG, CGI in that movie, so everything had to be, you know, rubber and latex and blood packs, and they had to work for it. So the writing had to be better, you know. You get you get lazy when technology makes things easy. There you go. Yeah, you, that, yeah. You way just fucking nailed it. They're getting too. Uh, it, it, it's almost like too much is green screen now. But yeah. they're getting much better at covering it, so it looks a lot fucking better. Yeah, you know. But um, you know, yeah, I, 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 but yeah, some of those movies back then, you, you just need to appreciate the fact yeah. that you know it was back then. It was you know nineteen eighty whatever, and they were still doing really good effects for back then. Yeah, you know, they just didn't have the technology. They just fucking didn't. But they made do with what they had. Yeah, and the story stories are better. Yeah, that's also why you you have. Uh, I mean, we talked about uh, Kevin Smith. You know, he had no money, no money for any kind of special effects. I mean, eventually he did have money, but he had to rely on his writing, which is why 
a friend of mine said, uh, back in the day, actually, a friend of mine said that Kevin Smith writes the kind of movies that you can watch on the radio, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. the writing was just so airtight, you know? And, and the same, it was the same with, uh, Tarantino early on. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. You can yep. listen to his movies. You can listen to his movies and still love it just the same. All right. So Bobby is with me and Anthony. He's a dialogue fan. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Doug, are you the same way? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is probably why, you know, we remember so many quotes of movies because we like the dialogue in the movies. Some people don't listen to the dialogue. They just want to follow the storyline or plot of the movie and go with it. To To me, it's all about certain scenes that just jump out to you. Yeah. In a movie. Yes. You know, like we talk about Beverly Hills, uh, you know, we talked earlier about Beverly Hills Cap 2. One of the lines that I repeat this like a lot because it's the one line in the movie that I know, well, there's a few of them, but where they're at the, the Playboy Mansion and uh-huh. Axel, Axel looks down and says this, wake up. And that's what we've always talked about. Look alive. You'll never see it again. Yeah. And, and, when, and, when, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, at first, uh, and like I said, there's a couple of lines in that movie that I remember, but that one just seems to be my favorite, because one, I mean, they're at the Playboy Mansion, which, you know, every yeah. guy wishes they were there. Dude, same scene. And, you don't know how many times I've used the same line, from the one from the same scene, where they're going, how are we going to know what we're looking for? And he goes, follow your dick. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've, I've just looked at my, my friends and gone, just follow your dick. and and it's like that's why like that's why I always find like certain lines in certain movies are so important because like if the opportunity ever comes up and you know I've done this you know many times where like I've quoted like certain movies just because you know the you know the occasion like calls for it like if somebody says something to me and you know a certain movie line you know comes to mind I'm like you know I'm going to use that like Somebody said something to me. I don't know. Have you guys seen the original Ninja Turtle movies? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, in in my opinion, I think the second one was the best one. The Secret of the Ooze. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I think is one movie that you guys need to put down on your list to review one day. But, you know, that's just... We could do that. Throwing a suggestion. That's just me throwing a suggestion out there. Was Uh, that the one with Nash, with Kevin Nash as a... Super Shredder, yeah. It's true, yeah. Super Shredder, yeah. Yep. So, the one line in the movie where uh, oh, somebody says something to Michelangelo, I forgot the whole, I kind of forgot the whole setup because it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but somebody said, uh, asked Michelangelo something, he's like, oh, it's when they're uh, doing the thing with the donuts, going to... Uh, try to uh, feed the donuts to the two mutants to try to shrink them or whatever. And Raphael goes, are you sure this can work? He goes, uh, like, is Schwarzenegger hard to spell? Like, I've used that line on people before. Like, if somebody asks me something, I'm like, well, is Schwarzenegger, like, hard to spell? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my my go-to line is always, um, try not to suck any dick on the way to the parking lot. (laughs) You know, speaking of being able to quote scenes, I got. I, I, here's a question. I have a weird thing, and my fiance hates it. 
I'll hear a song, and I'll be like, "Oh, this was in that movie. This, you know, and it, and, and it was in this scene." And I remember, I can, for some reason, songs also stick in my head, and I can think, "Oh my god!" Immediately, and she can't stand that I do it because she hasn't seen half the movies and has no clue what I'm talking about. Are you the same way, Doug? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Like at certain movies, or certain. Uh, Lines in movies will be stuck in my head. Certain songs, you know, from certain movies will be stuck in my head. Like for some reason, I don't know why, but the the song, one of the songs from The Lion King, uh, mm-hmm. was stuck in my head just a couple weeks ago. On the, you know, I'm I'm trying not to sing out loud because you know I don't feel like hearing dogs bark all over the place. <laughs> but uh, but like it's in my head, and I'm like. Jesus Christ! I'm like, I'm like, why the fuck is this? Because it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but it's the what the fuck is the song? Yeah, I can't think of it now. Uh, the um, Hakuna Matata. No, uh, the the song that uh, Simba and Nala are singing to one another, you know, towards the um, you know, when they're you know when they're walking through the jungle together. Mm. Uh, can you feel the love tonight? That I okay. I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one. You're right. Yeah. 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 And yeah. It, the it, Elton John it, song. It, it, certain songs just get stuck in my freaking head. Oh, like it, you know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Uh, the Ninja Rack. Yeah. Well, well, that's, well, there you go. And kid. you know what? And I, I like I'll hear um. Um, like Elvis Costello sing, you know, like um, uh, every day I write the book, and I'll be like, "Oh, that was in Wedding Singer," and she'll be like, "What?" No. I'm like, yeah, Wedding Singer when they're pulling up in the limo, and no. she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh, sorry, I'm thinking out loud again." You want to you want to talk about random uh, songs and movies? Box last week we uh, reviewed Goodfellas, and uh, I swear to you. At the most random times, I'll start singing a song that they was playing when uh, they killed Billy Bats. That whole end uh, across the that song has been stuck in my head ever since I saw Goodfellas, and I'll just start singing it randomly. <laughs> yeah, and, and and if a song's been in a couple movies, I'll mention both, and she'll just look at me like you're a fucking idiot. I'm like, no, I'm not. I know this shit, and I have to let it out to someone. But I mean, you know, I, you know, and and we listen to the, you know, when we go to sleep, we listen to the '80s channel on yeah. uh, our Dish Network. And I mean, half those songs, I'm, I'm like, I know that movie. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Another song, fuck, Breakfast Club, uh, Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me? Oh, immediately, I think of Breakfast Fucking Club when that comes on, and then yes. you know, I, 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 half the movies from Foot, the songs from Footloose come on. You know, Denise Williams will come on with, you know, let's hear it for the boys. And I'm like, hey, Footloose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and she's just like, you're an idiot. And yeah, you know, when him and, you know, Chris Penn are learning to dance, this is a scene. Shut up. Okay. (laughs) Or when, uh, when, uh, what's it called? The war comes on and you automatically think of Rush Hour? Exactly. Uh, which, Again, you know, again, this goes back to, uh, you know, another favorite movie trilogy, you know, of my dad, uh, which, 
you know, the first one was the first one was great. The second one was great. The third one, I just absolutely fucking hated. For some reason, the for some reason, Rush Hour Three just I couldn't watch the whole damn thing. I haven't seen the third one. I've seen the first. I barely remember it. All I know is they was in Paris. That's all I really remember about it. Have you yeah, seen the? Have you watched the new TV show? <laughs> That's <laughs> something I want to. I want to get into it. I just don't know if I can. I I'm, haven't. One of these on. days, I'm probably just going to watch all the episodes on, on demand or something. Yeah, I haven't watched. I mean, it's really like, hey, let's get a guy who is kind of Chris Tucker like and a guy who speaks better English than Jackie Chan. Yeah. Oh wow! That's really <laughs> what they're doing. And I mean, let's face it—they couldn't get Chris Tucker. He's like shunned from Hollywood for being yeah. an asshole. But I don't know. I I I can't get. I mean, like the new Hawaii Five O, I couldn't get involved involved in no. either. No. I'm telling you, man, that fucking Blind Spot show I got fucking hooked on. The one about the uh, the 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 naked tattoo girl, the, the FBI and shit. Wow, that show's got me fucking hooked. And I, you know, I was telling um Anthony, I'll go completely, kind of just take a left here. Uh, I was telling Anthony before the show that I was watching that American Grit show with John Cena. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a bad show. It's actually a good show, but he should not be the host. Of that show. What do you think, Sherrod? A real Marine, you said? The <laughs> only thought I could think of who would be a great host would be R. Lee Ermey. Oh. Huh. From Full Metal Jacket? Oh, wow. The, yeah. Uh, who, huh. yeah. I mean, look, let's fight. He was a real fucking drill sergeant. Yeah. That guy was a drill sergeant. So, you know, I would, I, I, th- I think he'd be an amazing host for that show. He's available, trust me. Like I was, I was telling Anthony, he, 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 I'm on, I'm, you know, he's on my Facebook. I follow him. He's, uh, he's got time. Yeah, he still does a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's got time. He was actually in the, um, going back to remakes, he was in that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Dude, he was, he's been, let's, he was in Saving Silverman. He was in Mississippi Burning, Full Metal Jacket. And I can think of a couple more. He was in a lot of movies, that guy. But I, I think he'd be an amazing host for that. Anyone who's been in the military would be a good host. But, you know, Cena is... And it's like, you know, he, he's he's kind of... I don't know. He just He's not the right host. It's not a bad show. But, it, it, like I said, it's actually a good show. But Cena's the wrong host. Just the wrong host. I don't know. But we're really the only show I've been really concentrating on lately is Flashpoint. I'm watching all five seasons again. <laughs> and again, if you've never seen Flashpoint, jump on Netflix. All five seasons are on. Get it before they're gone. It's a f- great cop show. I think you can also watch it on uh, I on television, too. Are is they it, still doing the, the reruns on there? I don't know. They they, they used to replay NYPD Blue. I used, That's where I used to watch NYPD Blue. But they don't do it anymore either. I don't know. Flashpoint, I, I I, just, I got it on Netflix. That's where I watch it. I'm probably going to go watch at least one after this. Yeah. And and, and that one guy, uh, I haven't watched Flashpoint, but I'm a big fan of the, one of the guys on the show, Enrico Caliento, ah, who plays Sergeant Greg Parker on that yes. show. 
I, I, I like. I might give this a give this show a chance because I li- liked him. Everything I've seen him in, yeah, liked like, him in uh, Just Shoot Me. Liked him like, in Veronica uh, Mars. Oh, I didn't know he was in Just Shoot Me with David Spade. Yeah, he was in. There. Yeah, he was. Oh, I might have checked that out. Um, it, 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 it's, it's. I mean, it's it's definitely a cop show, but it's you know I was trying to get my my fiance to watch it, and she just wouldn't. But it's more than a cop show, dude. It's really. I mean, first of all, they're a special response unit, you know, a strategic response unit, which is basically SWAT in Canada. So, you know, they they handle, you know, hostages, they handle bombs. It's not the same kind of show every time. There's a different threat every time. But I don't know. I just it's it's a it's a really well made show. It's put together good. Again, the dialogue is great. Probably why I like it. But it's it's I I again if you haven't fucking seen this show go on Netflix all the seasons are on there binge watch the shit out of it if you're a cop show fan watch it <laughs> I guess I'm I guess I'm getting older I'm starting to appreciate things that I didn't really think about when I was a kid but anybody remember that show uh, the commission mm-hmm. yeah you got fans of that. That's a fucking. I never got into it. All right, real quick, you guys got to think of something to talk about because I can't wait. I got to (laughs) piss. Live radio, folks. Yeah. So, talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. I don't worry. We'll carry. (laughs) You know, one show I've been watching quite a bit of lately because it's on WG in America that I was a huge fan of when I was a kid was a Walker Texas Ranger. <laughs> uh, I re- the only reason I remember that is because it was either that or Murder She Wrote that used to come on before Raw. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> my grandmother well, loved Murder She Wrote, and I knew whenever I heard that the op- the uh, closing credits. Oh, I got two minutes for all. Let me get ready. Well, it, it what's funny too is that uh, I think they actually had some kind of working ar- arrangement with WCW at the time because. When uh, uh, when uh, these guys were with WCW, Hogan did a guest appearance on Walker. Randy Savage mm. did one. Uh, Sting did a guest appearance on there, and sort of Roddy Piper. And that all happened when they okay. were all with WCW. Yeah, so that might have been a Turner thing. Well, yeah, most likely that was a Turner thing. It yeah. makes sense. I was about to say Bret Hart, but that was Lonesome Dove he was on. Lonesome Dove, yeah. My grandfather yeah, really liked that uh, that uh, lonesome dove. I well, because he was always into cowboy stuff. But uh, he's actually the one that got me into Walker too. So. <laughs> that was an old school show, uh, Walker. It was kind of old school, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, you know, you could you could watch. Uh, you could just hop in at any point. Any season, whatever, you, and you're pretty much up to speed, you know. Pretty much, yeah. Yes, yeah, Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah, man, I could have filled a pool. <laughs> you right over here? Oh, I could have filled a pool with that shit. Jesus Christ! I thought the toilet was gonna flush without me touching the fucking handle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I compare a good piss to good sex sometimes. When you gotta go. <laughs> Greatest uh, villain in the world. It wasn't that good, but 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 goddamn. Um, 
<laughs> it, it was nice. <laughs> Real nice. <laughs> oh, all right. What were y'all talking about when I left? Chuck Norris, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you, the moment I knew I was a Chuck Norris fan, two uh, two uh, specific instances. I liked him in the movie Sidekicks. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> when he made his appearance at a Survivor Series in uh, 94, when he was throwing a Phantom Kicks. <laughs> that was fucking great. He not, when he, he kicked Jeff like Jarrett's face. It was Jeff Jarrett's kick, right? Yeah, like Jeff. I think Jeff Jarrett was the one he took down. I, think but it, I thought was. it was hilarious. Yeah. I think it was. Oh, Jeff Jarrett God. always thinking he can one up the fucking stars. Oh God! Double J MMA ain't shit. And he just did like this whole like karate routine. And as a kid, I just thought that was the greatest thing ever. He was doing a kata. Oh God! Is what he was doing. Remember, I got a. Minor martial arts background. But yes, all these years later, Chuck Norris is still awesome. <laughs> Chuck Norris is a bad motherfucker. Still, I still wouldn't want to fucking go up and try to smack that motherfucker. And he's got to be, <laughs> what, 70, 70, 75 yeah. now or something? Uh, something yeah. I believe he's actually past 75. I'll tell you what, give me a couple seconds here. Chuck yeah. Norris. Aren't you glad you had your internet back? Oh, dude, you don't know how happy I am. 76, I was uh, just wow. exact right. Yeah, just over 75. 76 years old. And you know what? Let me let me do this here. Chuck Norris, 2016. And he's still in good shape, uh, I gotta point like, out. He, dude, he does not look any different. No. Yeah. What kind of vampire is this guy? <laughs> didn't, didn't his wife just have a kid like 10 years ago? I don't know. I think so. Something like that. 10, I don't know, years. but he's he's some kind of vampire, dude. I mean, Bruce Lee is gone, and this guy. Man, this clean guy, living. Which, by the way, we are planning on doing a Bruce Lee night very soon. No doubt. I uh, have to. I'm a huge uh, Bruce Lee mark. Enter the Dragon. Uh, I want to do Enter the Dragon, uh, 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 Fist of Fury. Chinese. I, I just want to go through all the Bruce Lee movies, and we'll just kind of just do a whole Bruce Lee. We'll just talk about Bruce Lee himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because with Bruce Lee, you can just like do like an overview of the movies and just talk about Bruce Lee, the the ass kicking machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just want to talk about Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, because he's I'm a huge Bruce Lee mark. I love all his fucking movies, and I definitely want to do um, Game of Death, you know, with fucking. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, holy shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dan and Santo, yeah. who, when I took Jeet Kune Do, my, you know, they call him Sifu, my Sifu learned from, Dan and Santo was who he trained with to learn the, the art from. So, you know, I, I, I definitely, I've watched that a few times, but I definitely want to do a Bruce Lee night, man. Definitely. Oh, I, I don't know if I'll... I don't know if I'll be able to call when you when you're doing that, so I'll bring it up now. Uh the fact that Bruce Lee refused when they did the Green Hornet Batman crossover, Bruce Lee refused the job out to Robin. So he wouldn't do the job to Robin in their fight scene. That's because he Bruce refused. Lee knew. Can you can you even imagine what like That's MMA what would Lee. be like? Can you imagine what MMA would be like if Bruce Lee was still around? Today. I mean, even, I mean, how old would he be today? 
Do we even know? Bruce Lee. Probably, what, 70s, 80s? Hold on here. Bruce Lee age. He would be... Let's see, he was born in Bruce Lee... God damn it. 1940. 40. So... That would put him at, what, 76? Yeah. Sounds about right. God damn, him and Chuck yeah. Norris weren't fucking far apart, were they, in age? Damn, he now, died three, When did yeah. Bruce Lee die? He died July in 1973. Um, right before the... Uh, right before Enter the Dragon came out. Actually, a few weeks before the preview of Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee actually died. Uh, he would be 76 right now, by the way. Uh, yeah, July. He'd be, he'd be, he'd be almost 78, 77. This year he'd be 77. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to do Big Boss, Enter the Dragon, Fist of Fury, Way of the Dragon, all the, all the fucking movies. Just go through them and talk about him. You could do a whole show on just Bruce Lee without a problem. Yeah. So... Definitely want to do that. You know what? That might even be. Maybe we should just do that next week. What do you think, Anthony? Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. So there we go. We'll announce it right here. Bruce Lee for next week. Let's do it. I'm fucking down and a half. (laughs) Another oh shit! Another guy. Um, we got to do it at some point. Is uh, Charles Bronson? That's an underrated badass right there. Oh, Death Wish. Definitely. Definitely. More of my, like, that's uh, one of the movie, you know, I don't even know what you know, but there's like five of them, right? I think. Oof. I believe there's more, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I hate to tell but, you, but I think there's like seven. <laughs> Hold on. There's like five. I but uh, that was uh, my grandfather's favorite set of movies, like, if there'd be, like, a marathon of that on AMC or whatever, he'd be sitting in the chair from, like, 9 o'clock in the morning until the last one would go off, you know, late at night. I mean, he'd be asleep, but, you know, it's what old people do. No, there were only five. You're right. Uh, woohoo! I never. I would like to go back and watch those because I, I saw some of the first one as a kid. I think my dad was watching it, and I just, I just didn't get it. I knew that there was all kinds of hype over Bronson. I, I just didn't get it. I'm like, this guy doesn't look like Stallone or Schwarzenegger, you know. No. I, I just didn't get it. So no, I want to go back just, and watch uh, him. I think I would have a better appreciation yeah, for it. Yeah, he now. was just like this this grungy, cool yeah. kind of guy. Like this grungy, yeah. cool, like, like like you could see your dad being this cool guy. You know what I mean? It, that, that's kind of what it was like, you know. He, 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 you know. I don't know. It was like your dad being the cool guy and going out and taking out the bad guys. Yeah, like no nonsense, just ass kicker, come in, do his deal, walk. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I like all those Death Wish films. Bronson was a badass, but yeah. Oh man, so many fucking martial <laughs> yeah. arts fucking movies. God damn. Well, shit. We on a martial arts tip, fucking uh. As hokey as he is now, got to do a Seagal night. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. We got to do Seagal. We got to do Von Damme. And I thought, and, and you even wanted to do, what, what a Sasha. Um, Sasha Mitchell. Yeah, they got some kickboxers. I love those movies, man. Love I, them. Kickboxer too, man. Let's not. And, and, and legitimately, I mean, I'm not even blowing smoke. He's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> He's a legit Muay Thai expert. Yeah. 
Yeah. So and I don't know if you've seen him recently. He's fucking jacked. No, I haven't seen him recently. Everybody's on that fucking rock HGH diet. <laughs> well, we're coming up on almost three hours. What do you think, man? Uh, unless you guys got something else to add, I think we pretty much covered all the basics. I'm good. Doug, Bobby, anything? No. All right. God damn it, that means I gotta fucking do plugs. I hate doing plugs. That's <laughs> what you need Shaheen for. I really do. I really wish Shaheen would just... I, I really need to cut him out and just play it at the end of the show. I'll do that. I'm gonna do that tonight. I'll cut out fucking Shaheen doing plugs. So... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Be like, the yeah, and the editing. plugs, click, click, I'm done. So, all right, as usual, find us on Mixler.com slash THT Podcast every Wednesday night, 9.30. Anthony and Shaheen are usually on there, too, on Friday nights, same time, same place, right? Yep. All right, there we go. Uh, Breaking Wrestling News, find us on there also. Twitter, THT Podcast. Uh, iTunes, same thing. Stitcher Radio, wherever you find podcasts are available. Anywhere you can find a podcast, we are. Enjoy it. Have fun. And uh, thanks for calling, guys. And we will talk to you guys later. Peace. All right. See you guys. And we we, we are going to end with a little bit of sexual chocolate. And welcome him to the stage. Big round of applause for Jackson Heights' own Mr. Randy Watson. Yes, Randy Watson. Oh, it's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. And Reverend Brown. We here for the Reverend. This man's been my Reverend since I was a little boy, and I love him dearly. He's a very special man. Reverend Brown. Reverend Brown. It feels so lovely to be here tonight. What a beautiful lot. Give yourselves a round of applause. You're so lovely. Everyone's so lovely. And um, while you're in the clapping mood, I'd like to give a big round of applause to my band, Sexual Chocolate. Sexual chocolate. They play so fine, don't you agree? I believe the children are our future. Thank you. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride. Make it easier. Some of the good stuff, right? Coming up. Coke? 